when humans dress out nice like they're penguins Throw rice for the pigeons They're trying to blow up the pigeons But those are just urban legends I know a lot of really fat pigeons Will you just listen, Sebastian? I got that scattlebat Hurry up You'll be like, We are now recording This is Out Now with okay, Aaron and Abe I am Aaron and as always, this is Abe, hello, how are you, Aaron? I'm doing well. It's been a it's been a nice weekend. I had a, I had a nice uh, nice day with my lovely girlfriend and her family. It's been going good over here. How are you doing? There you go. Barbecue cookout. Corona. Did, we we did Tom? have barbecue. Did no Coronas or Tom, uh, okay. but there was barbecue. Yeah, uh, it's going well. Yeah, it's a little bit overcast here in the Bay, but it was a nice day, I guess. A little bit of rain, so you know Marcus can relate. It, it was uh, it was drizzling down here in the in the, in the south. It was. Uh... I I was waiting in the rain to get the barbecue actually, so that's that's how I that's there how I was you go. Going. You know you know what the fans uh, don't come to our show for mm. Northern and Southern California reports, but we should be doing it more regularly. I think they do come to it, and they're like they finally they're, they're getting at they're finally getting to it. I think that's what they're saying. Uh, Out now is a film podcast. We're able to discuss new movies weekly. Uh, we dig into movies, but most of part for your review, the occasional commentary track or some other from movie topic. This is episode five hundred and thirty five five three five. Five three five. Okay, all right. I looked up five three four. That's in Wisconsin. Uh, five three five. I don't think it's assigned. Okay, Iowa. <laughs> TBD. Uh, and th- this week for five three five, we're talking The Little Mermaid, Disney's latest live action remake, The Little Mermaid. Yeah, that's what we're doing. And joining <laughs> us to this, I don't have more yet. We'll we'll have plenty <laughs> to talk about. Joining us to discuss The Little Mermaid, we have from Lenoir Artur. You will never find him in wild uncharted waters. It's Terrence Johnson. What an enthusiastic reading of the title of that film. <laughs> Aaron really gave it his all. Yeah, he did. Yeah, repeated it twice. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you'd hear it like it was an echo, like you're listening to it on a Mm-hmm. How are you doing, Terrence? Hi, Terrence. Um, other than a little cold that I have, I'm doing well. I've seen a lot of movies and TV in the past week. Well, it's a good is... thing we have a whole segment devoted to all of yes. that. Yes, <laughs> uh, including this film. So okay, uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm up in Seattle for a couple of days. Oh, all right, uh, Pacific Northwest, uh, the rainy city. Not a drop of water, actually. Oh, wow. So, uh, all right. So I think. When I came up here, California lost its sun god, and so therefore it's raining down there. Maybe when I go back, it will be raining. (laughs) Well, also joining us from Movies Marcus, still dealing with his poor, unfortunate son, summer movie gamble picks, it's Marcus Robinson. Hey, okay, so I introduce myself, and then I give you the weather report, or? Yes, please, yeah. That's exactly correct. (laughs) You know the you know, you know the show. <laughs> it's my, my little muggy over here, but I'm doing great. Muggy, okay. yeah. It's it's like overcast, but it's a little muggy. Like we got that San Jose Santa Clara thing where like sometimes the air doesn't move a lot. So mm. yeah. Wait, I want to know about these summer movie picks that are apparently bad. <laughs> I, I I don't know, Terrence. I think that they're that, they're okay. Wait a minute. But he's got he's got some wild ones. I, wild. <sighs> isn't that put, another show? What'd you put like, number one? I, what do you have a number one? Isn't that another show? 
Is, is, it, is that this show? Is, uh, is that this show? No, that's another okay. show. We'll, we'll have, okay. Go back and listen to the other show if you want. All right, to okay. I, just, I have never. I have so never emotional about the summer movie gamble. Seen. I just want to let you know that I I sent in a list, yeah. and I don't. I don't know if it's possible for Aaron to be more disappointed in a person as he was when I sent in the first <laughs> draft of my list. So it can, it, yours can't be all bad. This year, I don't think mine's all bad, but, but it's not. It's know. a solid list. I was doing it for the for the lulls, Marcus. <laughs> for the lulls. That's Last the year, <laughs> the I picked uh, Lightyear, and uh, you know, it's, it's 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 out now. Lore now. Oof. Oof. It's yeah, it's gonna a, be a trivia question. It's in it's in the it's in the out nowopedia. That's for yeah. sure. That's right. Yeah. It's in that wiki. That. It's in that yeah. wiki that our, our devoted listeners are slowly building. Right. Thank you so much, listeners, well, for creating well, that up today. What what friend of the show picked Lightyear as his number? Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's for the, the out. For the out now, <laughs> that's for the out now home game. Peter, all the trivia <laughs> <Yeah>. questions. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I'm glad to have you guys here. Let's get into things. Uh, which is going to start with some show notes. And you know what? Why not? Let's jump right into the summer movie Gamble because we have some updates here. Um, of course, <laughs> Little Mermaid is our movie of the week, so it's a big week for the summer movie Gamble. Uh, it opened with, uh, for this three-day opening, not counting Memorial Day, it opened to $95.5 million, Ooh. Uh, which is, okay. you know, that's a that's a yeah. hefty chunk of money, not super huge compared to certain other Disney remakes. Right. Um, not quite in the Aladdin range, uh, worldwide at least. It's about on par <laughs> with its domestic opening. Um, but as far as like a Memorial Day weekend goes, it's in like the top five of Memorial Day weekends of all time. So, I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at right there. there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mermaid opening strong. We'll see what the legs are for this thing. Hey, there's a pun. Um, <laughs> just walked into that. Hey, another one. Hey. <laughs> Unintentional both times. I feel like you get extra <laughs> points for that. Um, Fast X uh, made another 23 million this week, a 66% drop, which is pretty hard. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> not the end of the world, but it's still, you know, it's a pretty big drop. Uh, it yeah. has 107 total domestically so far. Oh. Um, Guardians on 107? 107 total uh, for okay. Domestic, okay. domestic. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, and again, most of us pick Guardians fairly middle, low middle of the pack. So it's kind of on par with that expectation. So we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Uh, Guardians, though, 19.9 million. It's only like a another like low 40-ish percent drop pretty good it's at a total of 299 domestic right now which is okay. in, like i've been saying those low drops really help guardians as far as it's helping time. it out yeah right so uh, we'll, we'll see where things go here but uh we certainly have i mean the next like four weeks in a row are all like contenders so we'll it's see what bangers. happens yeah uh okay so that's that what else um we at abe you and i we did a special bonus show recently uh with professor certainly did yeah we did a, yeah. a little a little versus uh, called uh, Fright Night versus the Lost Boys, two 80s vampire cult classics, which was uh, a lot of fun to record. And there's been a lot of good response as far hey. as uh, matching two films up against each other. So we'll see. Maybe we'll put something yeah, like that I, together. I loved it hearing from Kiefer Sutherland. It was really nice to see his text. Yeah, it was a little weird that he was doing it on during one of his drunken ventures. I mean, yeah, uh, and he also like signed it as Lieutenant <laughs> Kendrick, which is weird, but that's you know, it's fine. <laughs> That's the character pull. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but that was a fun episode. That's available up on iTunes now currently, where you can uh, find all of the episodes of our show. Uh, you can listen to iTunes. You can give us a rating and review, which will be wonderful. Thank you so much in advance. 
Um, also on iTunes and where you can find all of our episodes uh, is our commentary track. We do commentary tracks every month. We did one for X2 X-Men United for this May. It is the start of our superhero summer theme of commentaries that we're doing mm-hmm. uh, this coming June, which is, you know, a couple days from now, at the time of this recording, we're going to be recording eventually a commentary for the mask of Zorro. Um, so stay tuned for that. That should be a lot of fun. Also. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's a really good movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, well, that's show notes. Let's. Uh, I mean, I was just like, I could talk about Zora, but it's like we have two and a half no, hours. No, no, we're saving it. We're saving <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, let's uh, let's move on. Now. Let's get to the battle of quickies. Trademark. Each with that, we will be with you. Trademark. Damn. Damn. What's happening with that? Abe, you unfortunately missed out on our fast extravaganza last week. <laughs> wow, that's a good one too. Well, fortunately, uh friend of the show Mark Hoffmeyer was able to join uh, the Too Fast Too Forever podcast crew. That's right. Uh, so we had a fun foursome to uh talk all about the uh all that went on, but I'm curious, would, were you able to see Fast X and what did you think? Oh, of course, you know, I that music from the the trailer really got me, you know, I've been singing it all day. Uh-huh. Um I also listened to the podcast, good job, and I also like the game. Uh Good, good use of the word X, and maybe some things that sound like it, but are not maybe spelled with just a singular X. That's good. X certainly um, gave it to them. Yeah, uh, Fast <laughs> X is. Uh, I think I'm there with like you and Mark, where it's not my favorite of the series. Uh, it's kind of like lowish. Uh, I think there was a lot of. It's weird because Justin Lin did walk away from this project to do other things, but uh, the the quote unquote groundedness is kind of there. Like it would seem less l- like a. They had fewer crazy spectacles, and I'm, 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 and I know that that sounds weird for me to say when he's like when when a friend of the show, um, uh, Jason Momoa is blown over a bridge and Don Perdo is like racing down it, um, but it it did feel a little bit more character based, which I I found nice. It's still not a, a very like regular movie. They they are still superheroes for um, you know more or less. Uh, but I did find Momoa to be pretty engrossing and pretty engaging in this movie. Everything else is just, it is what it is. And uh, like what I said in our last review for F9, if you're with the series, you're with the series. If you're not, you're not. And it's just there to, I guess, just be mindless entertainment. I had a lot to nitpick about it, but at the same time, I do recognize that, hey, man, this is a series that people just enjoy for having cars, car racing, you know, uh, dudes just like rocking out to bank heists. I don't even know what you'd call it, but I, I really enjoyed the aspect that it came with, which is, hey, let's try and um, ground this to some degree, uh, even though it's it's also just uh, really over the top. And and uh, when I mean over the top, you know, I'm I'm not feeling sad when Vin Diesel is giving his monologues, um, or when Rita Moreno, a credit award winner, Rita Moreno shows up. He got. Rita Moreno. He got, he got winner of <laughs> Rita Moreno just for like a spell. Um, so it, overall, it was, I think it was okay, uh, but I, I wouldn't, uh, I, I definitely would not consider it to be like, you know, a, an amazing movie by any stretch of the imagination. Um, so anyway, um, I also watched uh, Primo. This is Shea Serrano's show uh, okay. on freebie yeah powered by this. amazon uh, yeah and i've seen all eight episodes it's um oh, it's right. kind of like a loosely based off of his life in san antonio and shay is a uh, he's a writer but he's also like this big sports guy who you might have heard on different podcasts um, and he's basically just writing about 
uh, his live growing up San Antonio, kind of uh, his wife character is in there too. And so is friend of the show, Jason Concepcion, who uh, he's met over at uh, The Ringer, um, a different podcast and a different uh, writing network. It's it's a it's a show that starts out good, and I think it actually ends up great. Um, mm-hmm. I think that the oh. the way that it ends and the way that the writing becomes really apparent in, in Shay's voice is is um, it's well done. I, I would have to say that at a certain point, I'm just like, wow, this is um, this this is very true. And as all writers uh, can have said from time to time, it's like. If you write with blood on the page, then you know it's all you can kind of ask for, and it certainly feels like it's something that Shay really wanted to come across and say, "This is how I felt about my now wife," um, and also just uh, a little bit about his family as well. So, Primo, uh, all free on Freebie slash Amazon with some ads from Hyundai uh, every now and again. My favorite kind of ads. Exactly. Kind of, yeah, I don't know why I say that. I don't have nothing to do with Hyundai. <laughs> But that's all that I've been catching with this week. All right. Well, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to checking out Primo. I've heard a lot of good things about it, and your yeah. endorsement is the best endorsement. <laughs> uh, Marcus, let's go to you. What have you been watching recently? Um, I saw a couple of movies. By a couple, I mean three. Thirty. Um, Thanks for that ahead 30, of time clarification. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, That's not the definition out of, my of mouth. a couple. <laughs> Listen, we're 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 loosey goosey on the on the out now <laughs> podcast. Um, okay, so so uh, last week I saw uh, Master Gardener, uh, oh. the new uh, Paul Schrader, uh, new Paul Schrader movie, and I'm always down for like, I, I I'm guilty very men writing in their diaries. In, yeah, like Paul Schrader. Paul Schrader to me is like the elderlist of elderless elder elderist. I'm making up a word of elder emos. He's he's very he's got the, the, the nihilistic, angsty, fifty year old thing going down really well. Um, but yeah, I mean the movie. Okay, so the movie is. You got Joel Edgerton. He's I don't know how much I'm. I'll just whatever. But Joel I, I, I is, talked is about the, it last week, and I tried to avoid okay. the most of the stuff around him. So okay, Joel Edgerton. He's in a situation where he's a horticulturist, right? He works for this older woman, Sigourney Weaver. Joel has a secret. Sigourney is like into that secret, and it has something to do with racism okay whatever uh and then there's a biracial niece that comes into play and it sounds more like there should be like this this really interesting thing because they're basically on this grounds but it's it's like for lack of a better term it's a plantation uh-huh. and like everything there's it's there it's right there i couldn't have been more bored with what i was seeing um, it wasn't. It just wasn't well put together. Um, so the dialogue, since I don't know if the editing was not. I don't know if the direction was just careless or. I got it. I don't know. He he has writing. He it is a writing. He has writing credits and directing credits on this. So it's got to be his fault. Why all this thing comes off is really clunky. At the end, I was kind of concerned that I was rooting for somebody. Maybe I shouldn't have been rooting for. <laughs> um, this is like I, I know this is. Our people are calling this kind of like the end of the trilogy: the first reformed card counter and 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 then uh, this one, uh, Master Gardener. 
This is the weakest one. And I feel like it's it's just because it's the worst movie. It, maybe it's not even the worst content. I, card counter I didn't really like, but there were some scenes in there that I was, oh, they really pop, or I get it. I get why why the Paul Schrader thing is the Paul Schrader thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one was kind of eh, it was it was a uh, it was it was boring. I, I just whatever. Yeah, um, I, I'm with you on that. I I feel like it introduces a lot of ideas or like this could go down a lot of avenues and it takes none of those yeah. avenues picks up a cab and goes somewhere else and i'm like i did not care about this right and I, and yeah where it went to i was like why why is it uh, i don't know they, like i feel like that formula that i gave you in the beginning was like oh that's super interesting Ooh, this is metaphor for whatever. This is Paul Schrader doing his metaphor thing, and and there's there's you know there's there is a man at a desk and he's writing and he's 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 talking about flowers, but it's really about something else and it's really about life and whatever. And then yeah. it just kind of like yeah. is bleh, whatever you know whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Um, What's next? Let's get through these. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, I saw uh, Monica. Oh, is, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I really, really enjoyed that one. Uh, that one is uh, Trace Lissette, uh, uh plays a uh, Monica, who is a trans woman who has to go back to visit her mother um, for okay. a reason. Clarkson. I don't know. Patricia Clarkson. I don't know if you want to give it away or whatever, but it's it's within the first 15 minutes you figure it out um, that she has to go back. But basically, it's these are estranged. Uh, this is her strange mother who essentially they don't talk. Uh, because of, of 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 her transition, and the story is very simple. It's directed supremely well. It it is one of probably my favorite directorial uh, a, a direct directed movie that I've seen this year. Um, and uh, uh, Trace Lissette just blows everything out of the park. She's very very good in this. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like this is one that a lot of more people should see. It's not sens- there's nothing sensationalized and exploitative in this, and I think that's probably the most uh, that was probably the, like the, the 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 thing that I really hoped for. Um, you just kind of watch somebody live their life in in this event and stay and and have to like deal with like little small things throughout the whatever. But it's it's based on like a lot of abuse and a lot of you know deconstruction of of the past and whatever but i really liked it i i really i really would uh hope a lot of people would see this um and then uh a while ago i saw how to blow up the pipeline and i just want to uh hope that everybody gets a chance to see this uh the fbi came out against this movie more more of an opportunity to see this movie <laughs> um <laughs> you know um basically it's about a small group of people uh, who a small group of young people who come together in West Texas to blow up a pipeline. Um, it's built like a heist movie, so we get dropped right in there, and then we see little backstories. It really pushes, push, moves forward, and it's really what I liked most about this. This is kind of my type of movie. Mm-hmm. It's very unapologetic about what it's trying to say. I feel like another movie would have said uh, another movie would have said oh this is bad and this is good and this and this is saying this is presenting it as a this is how you do direct action when we're in crisis kind of stuff mm. so yeah I, I i do highly recommend that and if you, if you want to take bets on on where this is going to land on my top 10 
then go right ahead because number one, baby. <laughs> I really, I really love this one. So yeah, it's really it. good. Yeah, I certainly. So I know it's on VOD now, and I certainly say, yeah, go check yeah. it out for sure. I'm sorry, dude. We said that Marcus wants to blow up a high pile. We'll edit that. We'll, we'll edit it to be that way, obviously. obviously. <laughs> He'll say nothing really about the movie and just say those words. Yeah. <laughs> just, 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 oh boy. Anything yeah. else? No, that's it. Okay, right. Terrence, let's go to you. What have you seen? Um, so I've seen a couple of films. Um, I watch in between after seeing Little Mermaid. I've I've seen like five films, which this movie year that's a that's a big stretch for me. I know, um, that sounds crazy to be just to hear that. Yes, from you. <laughs> I saw Super Mario Brothers. Hey. Oh, okay. Which was <laughs> thin. Uh huh. I saw Past Lives. Yeah. I thought you were gonna say more on Super Mario Brothers, but I like that. No, is there more to say on it? Thin, thin, thin. No, is, um, Terrence is absolutely correct. Thin is is the best is, is a great way to describe the totality of that film. Um, also, I can't believe that they essentially blew up like Brooklyn in their world, and and there was not a single consequence for that. Anyways, right? so that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> that I think that drove me crazy most of all. Uh, I saw Past Lives. Uh huh. Um, which I don't know if you're talking about that on a future podcast, but it's We're going to talk about a future one because I've heard great things about it. It'll be, yeah, we'll certainly, I don't yeah. know, a full episode unless we do like a bonus or a nights, which I'd be happy to. But, yeah, uh, it's yeah. very, very good. Ooh, um, glad to hear. I saw Turns the out Boogie, you watch that. The Boogeyman. Oh, I've heard good things about that too. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I recant my statement. I'll say I liked I liked the Boogeyman. I think it delivered what it was going out to do. I'm not gonna say it's, I'm gonna say, I'm not gonna say it's a great horror movie, but I do think it's sufficiently spooky. Had okay. I known it was PG thirteen going into it, right? Okay, maybe I would have adjusted a little bit, but just in terms of what we got, I do not think that that I think that movie is about twenty minutes too long. Fair, mm, okay. Some of us check things like ratings and run times before we go to the movies, <laughs> you know, as film critics. He likes to, like to be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Like to be surprised by the rating of the movie? <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, he's I like, oh, just... I was expecting blood. I'm not even blood. like, I'm not even trying. I'm just looking at a poster and I see, oh, there it is. PG-13. Well, I think, because <laughs> I think, I think the PG-13 rate, unlike Megan, right, which was like, the um, you know, the filmmaking like the the way that they devised the scares in that and the things that they did that they were like okay we can't do too much because we need to be PG-13 felt much more effective than in this film um i watched I legion don't agree, of but okay fine yes <laughs> and that's and that's fine you could be wrong it's okay um, <laughs> when, when i'm wrong i'll let you know uh i watched oh. legion of superheroes on okay. hbo max oh which one's that that's one of the dc one yeah, of the DC uh, animated on, on which on which streaming service? I'm sorry. On his mama named him HBO Max, so that's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> Thank you for saying for the with the WGA. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it will always be HBO Max. Uh, it was, it was, it was fun. You know, you know. Sometimes it's nice to just turn on a movie and have it be fun. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's 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 got like Supergirl 
um, essentially going to this other like dimension and working with the Legion of of, of superheroes. Um, and one of them is like the fifth version of Brainiac, which if you um, know, Brainiac is one of Superman's arch villains. And so it's got like this sort of two characters who find themselves sort of out of place having to work together. According um, to Superman movies, the only villains he has are um, Lex Luthor and then like weird octopus thing from Man of Steel. So I don't I don't know what you're talking about as far as arch villains. General Zod, don't don't shade Michael. Oh, Shannon yes, General like Zod, that. of course. Yeah. Um, he has those two and Richard Pryor. Those are his villains. Yeah, I. <laughs> um, and then the final movie I watched on the plane on the way to Seattle was Mafia Mama. Oh, oh. I had the same reaction. <laughs> it was the perfect plane movie. That sounds about accurate. Okay. It was it was it was silly and it was foolish. And I think that when it leaned into being really silly and foolish, um, it shined the best. Okay. Versus when it when it when it when it was trying to balance more is it like the main character like her husband in that movie i was just like i, I get what you're trying to do with this but also like get this motherfucker out of here <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it, it passed the time and and it, it, it was past the time so, <laughs> on the poster it's like it's like a two it's like a, a low two and a half star movie it's it, it's tony collette monica bellucci Italian gangster, she's like a crazed American who becomes the head of this mafia. Like it's silly, um, and it's just funny to watch a movie where they were like, "Okay, we know all these women dragged their spouses, boyfriends, situationships to go see this movie. We need to do some stuff with Monica Bellucci to give the men something." to enjoy <laughs> there are so many moments <laughs> she's doing things that it's just like oh they put this in here for the guys um so yeah it passed the time all right okay thanks for that stirring recommendation of Mafia, huh? if, if you Johnson. want a quick two hour two hour two hours <laughs> is it not it's just under two hours i was hoping that it'd be like 90 minutes <laughs> it's it's 101 minutes okay okay yeah just let you know you just want to pass the time? It's perfect. All right. Mafia Mama. Yeah. Got it. Pass the time I think it times, stars. Though. I think it's a descendant of a famous Italian actor, Francesco, Francesco Mastroianni. Mastro oh, okay. Mastroi. Yeah. I think I'm saying that right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to so, watch it. There's something yeah, for sold, I want to you check sold, it out now. You sold me. Yeah, especially on the Monica Bellucci parts. <laughs> yes, some really, really foolish stuff with Monica Bellucci. Okay, but I was like, I'm okay, looking I forward to it. Here. Yeah. I think I got two hours to pass. <laughs> All right, is that it? Yes. Okay. Well, thanks. <laughs> uh, I've seen a few things that I'll make note of as well. I watched Kandahar. This is, yes. the, this is the other action Afghanistan movie about an American trying to get this translator to safety. Um, 
this is not what I would say one of Rick Roma was best films. So don't expect that ad okay. to be popping up anywhere this time soon. Um, Gerard Butler doing one of these. It's it's just it's not particularly great. Um, mm-hmm. I do think his collaborations with this director. He did Angel Has Fallen, the third of the Has Fallen series, a ridiculously named franchise, and of course uh, Greenland, which I quite liked. This is the mm-hmm. weakest of those, I would say. Um, it doesn't have a lot going for it as far as being a kind of Afghanistan set war thriller. Um, it seems to want to ha- like do a little more pontificating about the nature of being of Afghanistan, what have you. And while that could be interesting, instead it just kind of like drags the pace to a halt before you get to like the final half hour, which is mostly action. And like the action is fine towards the end, but um. There's action in the middle that's like set during the night and it is not easy to see. <laughs> like it is really oh, rough okay. um, watching it and being like, this was a choice that they made. Uh, and the idea is to make it feel more naturalistic because, hey, we're not using like artificial lighting. We're trying to make it feel real. And it's like, this did not pay off very well. So it's On like a scale okay. from one to the gray man. How difficult. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the gray man's problem was what if we did the camera? Like, what if we put it inside of things that, you don't have to need the camera be inside of and then put, like <laughs> CG characters that are all like scrambled all over the place. So like on that scale, like, well, I, I ideally know where the characters are and it's not by like ridiculous choice, just more like we turned all the lights off and filmed it. So in that, I don't know. I would say <laughs> one degree, man, it's like a four. Um, <laughs> but, um, one degree, man, one degree, man. I, I don't yeah, know. When yeah. gray man equals five. Um, but yeah, so the movie, <laughs> not great. Um, not big, not big on Condor. Go, go see Guy Ritchie's The Covenant instead. That's a better version of. This. I feel like that scale needs to be reused. This well, needs we, to. Well, we, we well, we're going to talk about the things under <laughs> the, the sea in this movie. So. <laughs> um, I watched a film called Artifice Girl. Uh, have you guys heard of Artifice Girl? No, I haven't. It's on VOD right now. It's clever. It's this idea that it's 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 told in three parts. And without giving too much away, basically, it's very relevant because it involves a creator using AI for very specific purposes that get the attention of the FBI um, Mm. in a a way to kind of assist in stopping certain kinds of crimes um, and the bad kind of crimes, the kind of country like, yep, those need to be stopped. (laughs) Um, So uh, the, the film follows basically, it does like three time jumps. It gives you like a starting point, a midpoint, and then like this ending as far as like set further in the future. Um, Lance Henriksen is the only like major actor of note. I believe the director, the director is also like the, one of the stars in the first two segments of the film. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very low fi as far as what it's dealing with, given that it does revolve around like AI and whatnot. Um, but it's it's quite it, I, I I like what it's doing. I like the script a lot. I think the there's a lot of theatricality to it that ultimately I think makes the the characters feel a little bit too cold for me to say it's one of the best movies I've seen. But I still I certainly uh, really admire what it's doing, and I certainly recommend it. So that's did you say Lance Henderson from Millennium Fame? Lance yes, Henderson. Okay, yeah. Um, who's always welcome in movies in my book. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, great in Scream Three. Not really. No, that, yeah, we, <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about good Lance. He's he's Bishop. Um, I said not really. <laughs> um, I watched a movie called Wrath of Becky. Um, oh, a couple a couple years ago, yes, there was a movie <laughs> called Becky. 
um yeah that, that was a yeah that it, it was something of a hit because it hit like it came up during the pandemic and it came out and it came into like drive through drive drive throughs drive-ins uh-huh. as well as like VOD and stuff and it became enough of a hit that it got a sequel which I did not know about until like earlier this year I'm like they're making another Becky um I didn't really like the first Becky that much the the idea is that it has this little girl played by Lulu Wilson um who like she and her parents her home gets invaded by neo Nazis uh the, the lead one played by Kevin James obviously. Yep. Um, and, um, has a swastika on the back of his head, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they go full out <laughs> as far as making him. Yeah. Like, you know, and um, just in case you didn't notice, yeah. Yeah. And the idea is that she murders all of them horribly. Um. Yeah. So you know, juxtapose a little girl. Oh, fantastic! With, with horrific violence, it's like, yeah, all right. That's that's an idea. I wasn't huge on it because I just don't. I don't think it worked as well as it could have. But that, with that in mind, this sequel, which brings back Lulu Wilson, who's now like sixteen, and puts uh. I like how if they're going to keep making these, they'll just be like, let's get a big comedic actor to play a neo-Nazi every time. This time they have Sean William Scott as the like lead Nazi in this movie. Uh-huh. This movie's a lot more fun. Um, I feel like it capitalizes better on the concept of this, you know, little girl, you know, she's 16 now, but like, you know, doing horrendous violence against evil neo-Nazis that have come into her life. Um I, I, it has a different writer and director. Like the, there was a writer director duo the first time, and now it has a different writer director duo um, this time. This time around, and I, I whatever the case is, I just think this movie's a better made version of that concept. And so, like, <laughs> I, I thought it was just a lot of fun. Um, okay, it did the job, and if they're gonna, it, it did the job enough where I'm like, if this is enough of a hit too like sure make another becky movie like and get another comedian get another get another random comedian to be the lead neo-nazi just to take down like i'm all for it um what else uh we talked about boogeyman and we'll talk about past lives another time um uh, yeah all right that yeah that's that oh no no wait what what am i thinking oh. uh you hurt my feelings that's the other big movie oh, yeah, just didn't. yeah this <laughs> This is the new Nicole Hall of Center movie. It stars Julie Louis Dreyfus um, as a writer whose husband has apparently been not so honest with her about how he feels about her writing. And the film kind of takes off from there when she learns this fact. It's set in New York, modern day. Uh, she has a sister played by Michaela Watkins. Um, it's a very like low-key comedy drama. The kind of thing we don't really get very often, especially when you don't have like Woody Allen making one of these like every year anymore. It's just like one of these character comedies that's very sharply written, occasionally very funny, uh, very well acted. Um, just a good movie. Like, <laughs> like it's there's there's not there's not a lot to it beyond this is the basics of the plot, and now people are just going to talk about this stuff for the next hour and a half, and it works. It's very very good. I very much enjoyed this film. Um, so yeah, you hurt my feelings. Um, good movie. Uh, all right. Uh, well, the trailer didn't look great. I never even watched the trailer. I just I knew it was that. It looked like uh, like white people problem kind of. Oh, it's so. Oh, it's definitely. That's, that, well, that's that's the Colossus brothers' mo. Okay. All right. Like same with like enough said with her and Gandolfini from years back. Oh, that with, was it. Okay. With, um, I did like uh, enough said. People have uh, people people have money or please give. That's another one. It's like usually like her, okay. like Catherine Keener is in yeah. a lot of a lot of her films and stuff like it, it's they're definitely white people problem movies no question about that but when they're good they're good so okay <laughs> it fair does, enough fair it enough. does the job <laughs> um so yeah that's what i've seen and that's enough weeks good right yeah thanks on the ball okay let's uh let's move on now let's get to our trailer talk 
where we talk about one of the news movie trailers of the week, when it's coming out, what we thought of it, what have you. And this week we are talking The Color Purple. This is the upcoming musical at the adapt the adaptation of the musical that's of course based on the novel slash film, which is of course based on an original novel. I think I said all that correctly. Um, this musical that's been already been on stage is now being a film. It's from director uh, Blitz Blazazuli, um, and it stars among others Fantasia Barino, Taraji P Henson, Daniel Brooks, Coleman Domingo, Corey Hawkins, her. Um, Anjanou Ellis, uh, plenty of others. Um, yeah, uh, Terrence, I'm very curious what you think of the trailer for The Color Purple. Um, so I saw The Color Purple musical in hmm. 2016, I think 2016 with Cynthia Revo, uh huh, <laughs> and Heather Headley and Danielle Brooks. Um, and Is it Brooks was playing the same character. She is playing, she's playing Sophia, yes. Uh, and when I heard they were making the movie, but and that Fantasia would be doing it rather than Cynthia, the, like this role sort of propelled Cynthia into like the stratosphere that she's now in, right? And she's now going to be in Wicked. But Fantasia did the role when it was first on Broadway in like 2006. Mm. So it's like really interesting to see that. Um, I am cautiously optimistic. I did like the musical. Um, of course, the story is great. I think I think everybody in this movie is going to be able to sing, which we've been a little dicey here with these musicals. Uh, <laughs> but at least I know everybody in this, in this movie can sing for the most part. Um, I think I'm really in, intrigued by just like how it plans to stand apart from the Steven Spielberg movie. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I get that it's a musical and it's different, but like people might be familiar with the musical, but they're way more familiar with the, the film <laughs> and with the novel. Sure. So, you know, how visually, how is it going to be different? You know, maybe thematically how they're going to hit on some certain things, but I'm I'm consciously optimistic for it. Okay, uh, Marcus, how about you? What do you think of the trailer? Yeah, I, I it's the same. I've always wanted to see a uh, a, a remake of the Color Purple just to, just to see if you know the Color Purple Purple is a, is is pushing limits. Um, I don't know how long it's been since everybody's seen it, but it pushes a lot of limits. Um, I don't know what the musical is going to look like. I, I, to be honest with you, I, I didn't know that a musical existed, um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, until recently. So I'm interested to see what that looks like as well. But I am inter more interested to see what an adaptation, what a, like a current adaptation of this looks like um, thematically on, on some of the themes, um, if they address them if they push certain limits or whatever, or if they just stick to kind of like whatever the original musical was and they just redo that. Um, but basically Fantasia sold me and uh, Coleman Domingo playing Mr. Who I think Mr. Is one of the more polarizing complex black characters in cinematic history. Hmm. Um, I'm here for it. All right. Abe? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm on the same page as, as everybody else here. Cautiously optimistic and curious to see what it's going to be able to convey. I, I certainly liked a lot of the color saturation um, in the movie that I, or in the trailer that I did watch. Um, and I would like that this is, I, I guess it's got its approval from uh, Oprah, Steven Spielberg, and um, Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. Um, so it's great. Yeah, uh, and I, I'm, I'm curious to see how it's going to be using the musical numbers uh, in it. And Terrence, I haven't seen the the musical, uh, but I, I'm curious to see how they're going to integrate it, especially when it comes to um, adapting things for the screen that have come from musicals. Even though this is previously a book and uh, another feature film uh, in itself. Yeah, curiosity is the name of the game for me, for sure. On this one, like I. <laughs> Given this story, like, and the fact that I have not seen the musical, I'm just very curious how you do this story in musical. Clearly, they've done it, so there's a way, but I'm just, right. I'm curious what that looks like, um, you know, let alone in a musical, you know, feature film. The fact that you pointed, you pointed out the fact that you have Oprah Spielberg and Quincy Jones all producing this and handing it off to a, a Ghanaian director who is mainly known for like a rap career. I, I'd like, I, I just assume, okay, he, he showed them something as far as mm-hmm. why he's the man that can uh, put this to screen. Um, and it's got a Christmas time release, so I'm not just dumping it. So I'm, I'm just, I I want to be hopeful. Mm-hmm. You know, I there was a sigh of relief when they said the Color Purple musical's coming and it wasn't, you know, Rob Marshall, for example, or some of those other standard names <laughs> <laughs> that gets tossed around when it comes to these big major holiday musical, musical movies, um, among others. So, um yeah, I I'm just genuinely curious as to what what this is going to amount to. It's certainly a a story that could I don't want to say use a refresh, but like like you said, Marcus, like interesting to bring it up now. Um, see how that plays out in the film, you know, at this point in time. Right. And yeah, just hope for the best. Uh, the color purple opens in theaters on Christmas Day, so we'll see. Yeah. All right, the time is now the time it is for us to get to our review of The Little Mermaid. drowning i had to save him this obsession with humans has to stop i just want to know more about them ariel don't poor child i can help you you can't live in that world unless you become a human yourself is that even possible (laughs) it's what i live for about you seems different. I can't quite figure it out. She got legs, you idiot. All right, that should have been some of the trailer for The Little Mermaid. Having made live-action versions of Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, and Mulan, among others, it was inevitable that one of Disney's most notable modern princesses, Ariel, The Little Mermaid, would come along as well. 
Coming in at a $250 million budget with Pirates of the Caribbean, the one with the Mermaids director, Rob Marshall, at the helm. Here we are with another Disney remake that takes the story we know and does very little to change it beyond adding some character details and songs that stretch out the running time of the film. Halle Bailey stars as Ariel, the mermaid princess who defies her father, King Triton, played by Javier Bardem, in favor of visiting the surface world. She is given legs by the nefarious sea witch Ursula, played by Melissa McCarthy, in exchange for her voice. She could get it back and more, though, if she only she manages to kiss Prince Eric in time. However, complications ensue both above and under the sea. Marcus Mufasa Robinson. How dare you? Were you with um, these Disney remakes? And what did you think of this latest okay. Little Mermaid? So, uh, you know, so these Disney remakes are haven't all been for me. Uh, aside from um, Jungle Book. Which I thought was really impressive. Um, these, okay. you know, whatever. But I know people see these. I, I you, 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 from box office, you know, people see these movies, and you know, basically, I, my my interpretation of this is that basically, if the songs are there and the vibes are right, people are gonna like these movies, right? So they're like set up for success. Um, that said, the Little Mermaid is was like my favorite. We're not recording this, right? I had like a Little Mermaid party. You can cut that out later. But we're gonna yeah, double, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna double it, slow it down. Make sure to amplify that to like level twelve. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, so Little Mermaid was like my favorite movie uh, as growing up. Um, so I was, I was probably in the category of either I was gonna get swept up or I was gonna hate it. And I, you know, I got swept up. I, 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 I think what I saw. Um, as far as like the direction goes, it, 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 it's 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 a almost an hour longer than the original, um, but I wasn't really bothered by that. They added more stuff. Um, it doesn't really have an effect on how this played for me, um, which is kind of a weird thing to say. Usually, when they add more stuff, it's it's more cumbersome. Um, but for the faults that I had with Rob Marshall's direction. I think he does keep this pushing. He keeps this moving along. I was sitting down with 60 to 70% children and they were really into the movie up until the very end. Um, once it does hit the water, uh, which is quickly underwater, like we're like what, five months out from Avatar. So it, it was kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> There's this, it's no fault of it's, of the movie, sure. I guess, but like, it's not going to look like that. We, I've, you know, you recently saw that uh, it done better. Um, the 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 the, mu the music uh, that they I mean, added it, was good. They both they both cost two hundred fifty million dollars. I mean, it is the fault of the movie. Yeah, but <laughs> did it did it? Okay, so like my whole Avatar thing was they made up uh, 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 technology just for this movie. I'm sure this was not the case for the. Yeah, I'm trying to give it. I know you're giving the benefit, the benefit of the doubt. Sure, that just, they that they just. I get you. <laughs> they didn't. Yeah, they didn't get the memo, or maybe they didn't get that technology. The technology was late, or whatever, because it kind of looks underwhelming, comparable. But if you've never seen Avatar and it's just the first like Little Mermaid movie that you've ever seen, then you're not gonna mind it. The 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 songs are good. They sound like Lin Manuel Miranda songs, this is, which is fine. Um, what I really thought separated this movie from the predecessor, not for not made it better, but separated it was the uh, the performances. Um, I thought all the performances were really good. Um, 
but this is going to be a a a a a a Haley Bailey. Who's it? Hit what? How do you? Sorry, I go. Haley Bailey. Haley Bailey. Haley Bailey. Haley Bailey. Love fest here. It's going to be a Haley Bailey love fest. Um, she blows it out of the park. It's it's hard to watch what she's doing and not be like crazy impressed and see that this is re- the reason why they picked her for this role. Um, but everybody's very good here. Um, the, the, some of the characters get extended roles, extended backstories and stuff like that. And they all do a really good job with what they, what they were given. Um, so, I mean, overall, I enjoyed it. Um, the nostalgia invoking musicals plus Bailey's performance in particular I feel it not only makes this enjoyable, but more importantly, rewatchable. So I, I'll, I'll, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Okay. Well, okay. That in mind, Terrence, why did you text me? This is better than Chicago before you saw this movie. <laughs> so let me address this demonic accusation you just leveled against me because no such thing ever occurred. <laughs> Mister, didn't you just watch Chicago this year? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, um, don't try and do me. I didn't, to, the listeners, yeah. to the listeners, I did definitely did not text that. <laughs> and also, where is my Disney-fied name? What? Oh, yeah. Marcus Mufasa Robinson. Oh, I'm Jesus. Just... I'm sorry. I didn't... <laughs> no, no, don't. No, you keep it now. Um, <laughs> uh, but... Um, I, I think this I think this film is, is, is the perfect example of a three-star movie. Okay. Um, in that it the stuff that it does well, it does pretty well. And then there are some things that sort of keep the movie from being able to, you know, not to use a, a pun, but float <laughs> higher. Um that's good. good than one. it is. So <laughs> I will I will second the Halle Bailey love. I thought she did an excellent job playing Ariel. Um and for most people who are going to see this movie, Ariel is going to be the draw. And I think that a lot of people yeah. are going to go into this film and discover a new, you know, actress and singer that they really like. Um, mm-hmm. I think that if you're that certain certain people are going to go into this movie and get what they expected to come out of it. Um, you know, we here on the on this podcast. Uh, do take a more discerning eye than that. And so I thought that the stuff that really worked for me was Halle Bailey, obviously. I thought the chemistry between her and Jonah Howard King, who played Prince Eric, was really good. I thought they actually gave Eric a personality, which he does not have <laughs> in the <laughs> animated movie. Right. We, we, had to, we had to wait like one more Disney movie before we got a prince who had the actual personality. Um, <laughs> it was like it, was t- it took a it took a long time, but we finally got there. Um, and so, like the stuff that I liked about it, I was able to really enjoy. I think that the photorealistic animals are. Cr- I, I just do- I just don't understand why Disney is so beholden to that. Um, it, flounder is a jump scare in every <laughs> um 
and Sebastian. Like Sebastian, I got over after a while, but it sure. was still like Sebastian seems like there's more life to the than compared to like Flounder. Yes. So. so it was, you know, <laughs> foolish. Um, but I think that this movie, like you mentioned, the runtime, and I think that this movie adds some things in, namely to there's two songs. Prince Eric gets a song, mm-hmm. which I think is fine. And a Scuttle gets a song, which I think Lin-Manuel Miranda is going to hell for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hashtag Scuttlebutt. Like, and, and the, the thing about it is they, they don't feel like songs from the musical. They feel like they were written in 2023. Okay. And so okay. There, and, and and it's not it's, you don't even need to have like an immense understanding of the animated film in order to feel that. Like they felt they felt very like forced in and so I had that issue cuz then you get to the third act and when I tell you we sprint through major plot developments at the end. You know, I think the I think the final major battle was like a minute of screen time. <sighs> And I'm like, and and there's like a big decision that a character makes Mm -hmm. that they don't discuss with any of the other characters. And they kind of just make the decision and we don't see anything with it. So it was like, it was like weird. It was like they, they, they spent all of this time trying to lay the groundwork for all of this stuff and then sped through, you know, the climax of the movie. Um, So... You know, I I feel like this is at the higher end of the live action. I think Cinderella is is probably the crowning achievement and Jungle Book right there with it. And I'd probably put this third. But I mean, that is the the rest of them have been raggedy. So that's I don't know how much praise that is. But yeah, I just like there there was a lot of stuff that I enjoyed in this film and I thought it was very cute, but there were just you know, those things, those things that pop up that you're just like, okay, yeah, like this is not, <laughs> there, there's, there's some issues here, but not enough sure. that it kept me from enjoying the film as a whole. Thank you, Terrence Timon Johnson for that one. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Abe Abu Mua. <laughs> What'd you call me? Abe Abu Mua. I want to know. Where are you with the little Murphy? Riff Raff Street Rat. Um, I, I, I'm kind of on the same page as everybody else here prior to, I think it's a pretty harmless movie. It's one that doesn't really do anything for me personally. Um, Cause I think what is sort of happening here and when I'm watching it is that it is kind of just like a copy paste of most of the elements of the animated movie. Um, I think that the added things that they did add to it kind of add to the runtime and the runtime is it's a little bit long. Uh, I, I was feeling Very a little long. bit of that runtime. It's yeah, I was, I was feeling it as I was watching this movie. I was like, I don't know. Did we really need to have this extended display of Eric walking to the beachfront to, you know, wallow in his feelings kind of thing? Um, yes. Or did we <laughs> or did we need like an extended breakfast scene or something like that that really doesn't add a whole lot to um, The Little Mermaid? Um, I think Halle Berry is very good in here. I think that uh, you can definitely see the vulnerability come through 
And I think that she adds a lot of facial characterization because she has to do that without vocals uh, mm-hmm. in the middle of the movie. Um, and my MVP is is Sebastian David Diggs. Uh, yeah. I think that he's able to bring a lot to just a voice character, but it, it brought the most life to it. Um, and I, I really enjoy that aspect of it. I will say that this is something that I thought about after I left the screening. And the reason why I, I think I'm kind of on the same page of uh, as Terrence of, of saying this is like, a, you know, a good like three-ish star movie is just that when when I thought about, um, yes, I, I did think about Cinderella as well, but when I thought about specifically like In the Heights, um, this is something that Aaron and I talked about in our review, which is, hey, if you're going to be doing this, I'm, I'm curious to see what you'd be doing differently than what you couldn't do on the stage or when you couldn't do something with with animation let's say right mm-hmm. and i don't know if it really added anything to it i i know that maybe they wanted to go i i don't know but they went for muter colors um which i guess is more representative of ocean life and being under the the ocean and kind of just how the sun doesn't get to the bottom um and they they chose not to make everything super fluorescent um which i guess is again more indicative of the real colors and tones of sea creatures but even on land, when they have like this, you know, in town dance number, I was like, these colors are also very muted here too. Um, so not to, nothing really uh, to really say there, except for uh, I wish that they had either just decided to go more unphotorealistic and just be like, hey, let's just like brighten everything up and saturate everything. That would have been totally fine with me. It being like a Disney movie and it kind of having these sea creatures that are beautiful in color uh that would have been fine uh alan macon is a is a goddamn genius like when they're playing some of his like scores uh just either on a harp or something like that i'm like this is this is really good stuff um and lastly i think that my favorite part would have just been that that giant ursula part uh, i know that it only does it does it does come out of nowhere and it kind of just takes like a minute of your time but it's probably just a more like fun thing that i saw i was like hey let's Try to make this giant tidal wave, which and whirlpool, which happens in the comic or in the cartoon as well. But at least it winning was... you over with kaiju action. That's what's happening here. You <laughs> yeah. remember how yeah, exactly? That, that's exactly what it is. Like, which at least it was exciting, and at least it was something that I thought you know could kind of scare children. Um, and I thought it was really fun to just watch this. I have a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. On a scale from one to gray band, could you even see what was going on on the screen? No, I, I could, I could not see. Like I, you know, gray band is. I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm agreeing with Aaron's answer earlier, <laughs> but um, you know, overall, it's it's fine. It's a little long, but at the same time, like you know, Marcus said, repeatability factor might be something that he likes in this movie. I, I don't know. I, I'm not on that same page, but I thought that it was it was it's okay. Uh, and that being okay is is what Terrence is mentioning of just like it being okay and it being like you know one of the the higher uh, valued live action Disney remakes kind of says a little bit, but a lot of it too. So take what you will. Yeah, on the repeatability factor, that's a strong no from me. Um, wow. I, 
And I would say on my letterbox list of Disney remakes is 10th right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but that's it. I'm going to preface this by saying, I do think this movie's What's fine. the film right above it? Jesus. Right above it? Probably Maleficent. Pinocchio? Probably the Maleficent sequel. No, Pinocchio. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> you hated hey. it that much? Hey, you know what? This movie, as you just described, has a dark gray man sequence that you can't really see as far as giant Ursula goes. You know what? Uh, yes, you know what the Maleficent sequel has? A fucking crazy fairy battle at the end that you can see. That's perfect. right. Yeah. But like Terrence, like Terrence said, that thing lasted like ninety seconds. So I, I this, the movie's two hours. Yeah, and the and the Maleficent yeah. movie be like a twenty that. minute uh, <laughs> d- dissemination. Of a this is not worse than the Maleficent movie. There's no way. <laughs> Okay, We're go on. Worst. Go on. I'm saying I like these movies. <laughs> I'm, just like, like, I'm trying to preface by saying <laughs> this movie's fine. Okay, I'm starting okay, off with yeah. a positive before I go into all the things that are problematic about this movie. Uh, but like overall, <laughs> yes, I do think the movie does enough of a good job to be like, okay, fine, it's acceptable. I, and I'd say that that comes out based on like the test I gave it as far as there are signature sequences in all of these movies where I'm like, I want to know what that looks like in live action. And yeah. I was wildly disappointed with Beauty and the Beast when it came to be our guest. And I was wildly disappointed with Lion King for most of it, but also, but, but just can't wait to be king. So, like, those are crazy lively animated sequences where I'm like, okay, if you're going to make a live action version of this, like, give me that sequence and show me why I needed to see a live action version. And those movies just sucked at doing it. So, I will say the Kiss the Girl sequence and the Under the Sea sequence, despite my major gripe that no, no fish are playing instruments. I did have a lot of fun watching those musical moments. I do think that, like, if that's, like, the scale I have to go on, show me, like, something that feels energetic enough that I can go with it, like, cool. Like, that that worked well enough for me. Same with, like, Part of This World and whatnot. Like, there's, I think the, yeah. the original songs that are easily classics, I think they're represented well enough in this live-action version that that gives it, like, the pass that I'm giving it. I sure. do think the issues are very obvious that you've already pointed out many of them. This movie's way too long. 83 minutes. <laughs> That's the original. 83 minutes. Yeah. This movie adds nearly an hour. That is a lot of time to add to a movie. <laughs> That's ridiculous. There is no world where this movie needed to be over an hour 45, like, let alone two hours. And yet here we are with this disastrously long movie. Um, the the additional uh, side backstories bothered you that much? It's not about bothering me. It's about it's it is about pacing for me. I don't like you. Sure. Say, mm. I I think you're saying like you know Marshall made this move on in a clip. I'm saying this movie works in spite of Marshall's choices to like to, to, to deliberately delay things in this movie so we can like hear about oh he's his he's Triton's sister and therefore he's mad or she's mad like fine okay, okay. whatever. Like I and like <laughs> Melissa McCarthy, she's trying her heart out to like do have fun with being Ursula. And she is when she gets to like have fun being Ursula. But there's a lot of scenes where she's just like, I'm just going to say out loud what the plot is right now to you. This is like this character. This character's not like we haven't got far enough in this film for this character to be fun enough for me to accept that I'm just getting labored exposition tossed at me this is the first uh-huh. time we're seeing her and she's like by the way let's take three steps back and remind everybody who i am who my relationship is what my plot is like guys like what are we doing here it, 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 this is the kind of movie that shows me much like the other live action movies that shows me how economical animated films have to be so sure. they can you know match the budgets they have for one thing at that time let alone yeah. 
you know, you can't you can't afford to have deleted scenes in animated movies that are like fully fully sketched out, drawn, animated, or what have you. So you need to know that story tight right before you start, you know, actually drawing the damn thing. Unless you're a Bug's Life. <laughs> well, they had extra time. They made bloopers. <laughs> um, so, so, like, when you watch one of these, you're just like, you can see why the stuff that's in here, a lot of it, is stuff that they took out of the animated version. It's like, well, that's why. Like, I don't need needless backstories and things, let alone, yes, labored sequences of characters walking and arriving in places where it's like, let's just get on with it. So it's like, that kind of stuff just... <laughs> It keeps affecting me as far as I want to enjoy this more because there's certainly good things here. I agree. The performances are largely pretty good. What helps is that The Little Mermaid, the the 1989 movie, is quite good. So someone like Ariel, mm -hmm. her character is already headstrong and smart, rebellious. So it's like there's not a lot to really add to that that like is going to you know change the whole thing. Like Cinderella, that's someone you can add to. That's why that movie works better uh, in some ways than the original one because it's like, there's stuff you can do with that. Ariel's already pretty fully formed, so it's like having a live-action iteration of her, it's like, yeah, the script does more to kind of help out even further with that, but there's not a lot you have to do. So what I'm saying is the bones are there already. Like, the foundation's sure. solid. So, like, that stuff works, and Bailey's good doing, and, you know, obviously the songs, like, come out well and everything. Like, that stuff works. When McCarthy gets to just have pure fun, that works. I, I don't know how we've gotten this far by it. And even to the point of Marcus saying all the performances are great when Javier Bardem sticking right out there like a thor sore thumb because he's I... bad. he's bad in this movie. <laughs> like, he's is... not bad. No, he's not. Yes, he, he does exactly what. Try... No, he's not. No, he, no, no okay. No, no, no. He that's, he that's he as an actor is doing the thing that is told for him to do, but that thing is bad. Uh, that thing is. <laughs> but what more do you want? Do you how how much more do you want him to swim? Would still feel the same way? What I what I what I want what I what I what I want from him is to balance the I'm angry father and I'm also was I too hard on her scenes with I'm kind of a goof too right I have this big giant beard and I'm fucking Triton there's nothing funny about Triton <laughs> in this movie he is completely serious the entire time and it's so dour every time like if I'm going under the sea and I'm seeing fucking crabs and shit. I want to like have fun down there. But like the movie's so <laughs> obsessed with being like, we need to make this real. Therefore, all the mermaids and the mermen have to like look like what they would be like if they're real. And the fish need to look real. And it's like, why? Right, right. It's a fucking fantasy movie. That, that's, I agree. I, I agree. agree that there's, there, yeah. there are but, tonal but problems. That, that, that shouldn't extend to the characters also. I should also be like, why, are the mer why is the king merman so serious all the time? This movie should be having more fun with this entire fantasy world that exists underwater. The surface should be meaner. The surface is way more fun. I can see why everyone wants to leave. Everybody's bored down there. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, that's, it's weird that it's like making these choices. That's why I'm saying I think this movie works in spite of Rob Marshall, who's going right. out of his way to be like, let me like hmm. really flip the dynamics of what you should be intrigued by. So it's, and it's odd because it's like under the sea, the song, I think that works well. But it's like, wait, why do I want to be down here? Everybody's so glum, like, all the time. You have uh, <laughs> King Triton, like, ruling with an iron fist, apparently. Go up, up north where, like, the people on the boat are, like, dancing and having jigs and firing fireworks. That seems fun to me compared to being underwater. Also, side note. This island nation is terrible at sailing. They are the worst sailors. Oh, agreed. All those yeah. boats that are down there—they are awful. They're—they are, they are the worst sailors. I have yeah. no—I'm not surprised. And Eric, he's been like two shipwrecks. Get this guy off the water. This guy does not. Need <laughs> I thought they were trying to explain that because the sea gods are big. The sea terrible. God. 
Come on, Aaron. They are. Well, that's up. all the more emphasis on how, how serious it is down there. They can't should, let should just sail. Should would have made way more sense. <laughs> so, now, again, I think this movie's still fine. I think the stuff that it... Yeah. If you're going to do a redu- another redundant remake that's just like copy-paste, it does it better than some of these other ones that we've seen. Yes. Sure. It does it better than Beauty because and the Because it adds stuff. It does it better than... Eh. I, I think it just... It, it doesn't feel like a... <laughs> It doesn't feel like a massive downgrade compared to Lion King or Beauty and the Beast or Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Uh, like, <laughs> so like in in that regard, yes, it's like it's the scraps that are working in that. But right, I still think overall, yes, like the fact that there are like children dancing in my theater watching this movie, it's like okay, it's had a good design. Oh, that's nice. I mean, <laughs> it is. I just got a lot of parents yeah. saying shh a lot. <laughs> I can't hear King Triton. He's too he's too sour. He's too sour and silent. What'd you oh, say God. over there? Oh, you're King acting like, I'm sorry, like insulted Lark your favorite actor, Javier Bardem, so much in this movie. Come on. I, I think the best thing they did add, though, is I do agree with you, Terrence. I think Eric is a more interesting character here just by having character in this movie compared to the original Little Mermaid. I, sure. I can't necessarily say his his song was a super highlight, but I can't say that his work in the movie does enough to be like, all right, this guy's yeah, fine. The, the song. It's and... better than the beast. It's better than the beast song in beating the beast. Please let's, let's not. Don't. Although it's, it's, although it's pretty much the same. I'm Eric. We will be, we'll be here for another hour. Yeah. If you get me started on that raggedy movie. Um... And I'll, and I'll, and I'll add one more thing. Then we can open it up, but. Sure. I I like the scuttlebutt song. <laughs> I, I did. Thank you, Aaron. Aaron, Aaron thank you. Aaron, no, 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 right there. No, I'm right there with you. I was like, this is the I think memorable. It's fine. I, I complete. I it, I'm not saying like first I'm gonna, class I need... ticket. <laughs> I, I I do agree that the fact that it's a very 2023 song is weird in the midst of a movie sure. that has like songs that feel fairly timeless, and this feels like. Also, this, um, like compared to something like I don't know Moana, where all the songs are written at the same time, this sure. does feel like a jarring. Like, here's another direction we're going. Yeah. And by the way, we have one of the you know comedians with the most distinctive voices possible rapping at you right now. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. a bit of a thing. But in the moment, the, I it's think fun. it had it had the kind of it had the sideshow Bob Rake effect on me, where it's like the longer it went on, the Side funnier Bob Rake, the, the, the funnier it became because it's so <laughs> annoying after a while, and it's like it goes back to being funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i well, was this the longest was this the longest of the four was it three or four added songs it had to be because even the eric one is like Scuttlebutt? even I mean, the eric one is like 90 seconds it's not even a full song i don't know that eric i feel one like, like people going on at some point y- yeah <laughs> because, <laughs> because you're you're upset with him walking I, that's fine you know it, it's it's him doing a music video thing that's fine whatever but it, you know i I didn't mind any of that. I I didn't think I don't I agree with you that it has r- some tonal issues. There are a lot of tonal issues here and there are tonal choices that probably didn't work as well, but they, I don't think they hurt it as but I don't think anybody's going why is King Triton such a sourpuss? I, I I feel like people are like, oh, that's King Triton. He boom, he does his booming voice, and then he goes and destroys all her things, and then she goes, Daddy, and then that's it. That's fine. <laughs> and then he, and that's it, right? But, I just want Martin like, to be the entire movie with voices. I'm not, I'm not saying he's whimsical, but I, I I just watched Little Mermaid again too, just like I compare it. Like, right. So it, did I. It, yes. Sure. He there's there's more. 
he's not he's entirely, kind of a goof he's not entirely oppressive in the original like he is in this yeah, one. yeah. like like everything that, he's like that ariel does yes he's jolly he's, that's a good that's word. a good he's, way he's jollier I, yeah. yes aaron i also was thinking about this when i watched it and i was like you know he's also way better in my love crocodile where he, he's well, like, it, it, feel, it makes fun. it it makes it feel like he used all of his energy up in Lyle Crocodile. He had nothing, Probably. Left. He had nothing yeah. left to give. So he's just here. It's like, oh, you're making me defend Javier Bardem in this movie. You're making me defend Javier and shame on you. You're, I'm sorry that you're the because one guy not, doing it. Because no, he's not bad in this movie. In the world. And I, nah, he's not bad in this movie. He's not. You're making. No, no, no. I refuse. I, I reject. I reject this. I'm sorry. This is the most That's emotional okay. point for you, with Harvey well, Yeah, <laughs> I've got a question for you guys here. They they do cut out Le Poisson, which is a a song about yes. you know murdering have, fish and cooking up food. I have food. an idea why they did that. Yeah. Yeah. Was I, it what I'd like to hear? Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, maybe it's something with the lyrics. Who knows? I don't know. But um, I. When I started seeing these like real life crab, whatever, Sebastian's moving around and like they're they're swimming like actual crab where the like the back legs are doing like the pedaling and you're like getting like the full like anatomy of a crab like in water. And I feel like people don't get that a lot. And so now you're starting to understand what the crab is doing and doing whatever. And then you have to go into a thing where some chef is running at the crab with the uh with the with the meat cleaver uh-huh. and you know i feel like that would have been jarring i feel like you're that's putting not a good a enough lot reason real... to make that's <laughs> not that's if you're gonna well, make, I mean, if you're gonna make like this movie over two hours you should be giving me a scene where sebastian has to battle with a chef about being cooked alive that, that that's would be amazing saying. yeah <laughs> After you give the kick, oh no, you can't do it. I feel like there's certain <laughs> things that don't translate into in from animation into realism, whatever you want to call it, live action. It, and it, that's one of the things. If getting cha- it, having having it, a beloved character getting chased by a meat cleaver, uh fighting for their lives with fish heads all over so the place. So a little if, too if, scary is what if, you're saying. If the, if this script I think it would have been traumatizing. If that. this script required fifty-three additional minutes to tell this story, they could have worked harder <laughs> to make that work for this movie. No, I think they could have. That's well. that's that's they, that's, they needed on, that, the bird to, to no. talk under the water. That no, hold on. This is where you put in the Angela Bassett. You put in the Angela Bassett gift from Fallout. That's the job. Make it work. Okay, that's, that's what you need to do. Job. Well, Aaron, you you got a rap from Aquafina instead. Yeah, so <laughs> worth it. I, I, yeah, I guess so. I'm not the one the asking yeah. for these things. This is what they gave they're me. I'm just judging what they other. put out there for me. <laughs> if they're going to give me an Aquafina rap song, that's mildly amusing, fine. But if you're going to take away another thing, not fine. I mean, yeah. it, 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 it's a classic song. It's a beloved song. I don't think they should have taken away, but I understand, hey, the logistics of this, it might have been jarring right in the middle of a movie like this when you're it could have been. I don't know. And I, I guess that I, I they think made it, some changes to the. the that the seems plot. like the most realistic thing what, they could have done. The the, they want to emphasize realism, trying to kill crustaceans. What, what were the changes they, they could have made? What? I You're, mean, they could have kept that in, and they could have just had. You I know, mean, I'm, uh, I'm saying. I feel like that would have been like show, legitimately the more vi- yeah. the most violent thing in the movie. I'm saying you just have the they, chef not even like killing anything he's just preparing things in the kitchen i'm saying if they're trying to emphasize this idea of realism with all this stuff that seems pretty real to me to have a sequence where sebastian's being chased being murdered by a shepherd running for his life you're making it sound like the animated movie has some terrifying sequence where the Sebastian has to <laughs> near escape death or something you just you just said javier Bardem was too 
glum and too much of a like a straight man and then you have him over here and say like oh they should have put this this I'm, traumatizing I'm saying, scene I'm saying there and make it real i want to see blood and i want to i'm smell. saying you're emphasizing wanna... it, you're emphasizing the, the animated version as if it's some kind of horror sequence when it's not and i'm saying you could leave that this movie i think it would have come across it. as a pg version of a horror sequence not if you do it right that would have <laughs> been fun <laughs> oh, but, i would have been uh, down with it uh, speaking of butchering, they butcher one of my favorite songs. They butcher one of my favorite songs. What one? They would have. They butcher one of my favorite songs, which is the Fathoms Below, mm-hmm. um, and that is, uh, okay. you know, unequivocally one of my favorite. Just like the way that the melody plays, the way that the 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 bass comes in, the way that the guys all sing in the choir. It's like it's it's a really really good song, and here they're just like, let's just be drunkenly singing the song, and Eric gets all the lines. I'm like, this is not the song, but you know, I guess it is what it is. <laughs> We didn't get um also uh I didn't I get it I was waiting for a chance to sing like and my favorite line is body language and I didn't get the chance because I think they cut that out of there too. They changed some so of the lyrics, I, yes. I, I I agree. I on that one I agree with you. Terrence, any yeah, thoughts on the, the changes to the songs <laughs> we've made? Um <laughs> I don't I don't mind that sequence not being in this in this movie. I think that they 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 did change some lyrics, which I think is 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 interesting to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, for the better, you know, you hear about a lyric change and everybody, you know, grabs the fucking pitchforks. Uh, well, because they erase those songs from existence. If you do that, that's why. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so and also, Terrence, I think of the Trident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Um. I, I I I appreciated the changes that they made to some of the song lyrics. I think that for as much as we love Disney, mm-hmm. particularly in this Renaissance era, the lyrics of some of those original songs are yeah. um interesting to say the least. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, Problematic. Yeah. Uh. Yes. I'm thinking, there's one Arabian Nights, I, yeah. the original version of that song. I can't believe is super hilarious that. and completely fine. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a what a you know, For sure. what a, what uh, an interesting song. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think here and I think here it helped because like the kiss the girl sequence is phenomenal. Yeah, I, well I loved I, I loved everything about that. Um, mm-hmm. It really felt like. Okay, we're realizing the potential, and it was not as dark as it was in the trailer, which brought me joy, because I was for sure yeah, only only thinking, two only two out of out of five gray mans. Yes, <laughs> one, one and a half, one and a half, one and a half gray mans. Okay, fair enough, better. fair enough, one and a half. Um, but yeah, I I, I I forgot about the Ursula thing at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that was so odd. It was so odd. Like, she could have just been watching her on the crystal, undersea crystal ball, and then just cut away. Like, we didn't need her giving that pontificating about um, the plot. Because, yeah, it just, by the end, I was like, what? They gave her all of this like extra motivation, and all these extra things, yeah. and it was just like, can she just? Can she just be a villain? I mean, look at her. Be... <laughs> she looks like a villain. Can she just <laughs> want the power? Yeah, you know, and and it's why 
it feels so anticlimactic that final battle mm -hmm. other than the fact that it was maybe a minute of screen time um <laughs> yeah, so they change an aspect of it that serves both hero characters as so it's like okay like I right what you're doing. yeah yeah it just it was kind of also, it's, yeah. it's neat that that's the weakness of a sea witch, by the way. Just hit her in the breadbasket and you can talk it down. Yeah, it's definitely going to be the the only way to kill her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the change that you're also talking about in that sequence, but also at the end there, I, I kind of dug it. I, I dug that it was more of an aerial story. Um, and I really appreciated the way that it wasn't trying to push this. Okay, well, they live happily ever after and get married and like just run off. Like They do run off, but they're, they're kind of just going to explore the oceans more. Yeah, I mean, I think th this movie's strongest stretch of time is when Ariel stumbles into like his library. Okay. To when yeah. they to when they go on their day trip and come back, like that is where this movie was at like the peak of its power, and I loved everything about that. I thought they were very, so cute. I loved mm -hmm. watching these two people bond over their shared interests and i like that it did pay off at the end sure. um you know i think that in in the original and this is a question i have for you guys who watched the original in the original does she fall asleep when she thinks about um the plan uh which part you know how like anytime she thinks about what she actually needs to do no oh, she, like, no she, does, she doesn't get sleepy like no, that because there's no because there's no memory thing or whatever yeah, yeah, there's no memory. Okay, they, yeah. They, that's yeah. an so, added element which she is... does sleep in the first part like when she becomes a human for yeah. the first part and and they're trying to talk to her but she does fall asleep but that beyond that added no, she element get tired every time that added element floating over all of those cute scenes but like but getting to the end and then being it's just like oh my god why did we have to right. add that <laughs> Because I remembered yeah. it at the end. I was like, oh, damn, I just went on this very cute journey with these yeah. two young people. And here we are with the movie being like, we need something extra to keep them apart. Yeah. I do agree that that area of the movie works well. And it because it's it's a tricky thing for both this and the animated movie to be like, OK, here's a character that's, you know, their thing is singing. <laughs> And, yep. and it's like, let's let's remove their voice entirely. And so especially now you're doing it in live action where you need an actor to, you know, have to, you know, compared to just drawing it, you have an actor that actually has to convey a lot while having no use of their voice anymore. Right. I do think you're I agree with you, Terry. I think that move that section works well because, yeah, they're still able to relate in the right ways that make it you know, fun to like, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. Like, yeah, if, yeah. if you're adding more, if you're going to add more to this movie, that, that's exactly it. This yeah. is, this is an area where, yes, I do think it actually pays off. Right. It did not, you know, some of the other stuff. Five, five out of five Javier Bardem's. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, adding more to it is kind of the name of the game there. Cause, uh, you know, it was really cool to see the other people that lived on the Island. I, I talked about the muted colors before, which I didn't like, but at the same time, it was nice to just hear, uh, the sights and sounds of like the, 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 um, the citizens of that island. yeah and and that's there's... really where a movie can add things and that's kind of just like where i agree with you and aaron and it's just this is a nice segment this is a nice portion of the movie because even at the end there the tail end there where like the mother says oh it, it's wet here and then you get the prime minister just like winking at at uh, eric and just being like oh you two love birds 
Like that is a nice sequence. It, like all of it. Yeah, because you're adding stuff. You're showing what you can do differently. For, right. You're showing a reason why you can make this because there's so many non reasons why to do these kind of movies beyond yeah. just money. Uh, this is like an area where it's like, yeah, what what is the island? What is this area like? And yes, I agree with you that mm-hmm. it's it has the same thing as Marvel, where there's like a house style as far as color timing goes. So like mm-hmm. the sky looks bland. But the yet the the costumes are all really well done. Like the characters, mm-hmm. you know, they have all these colorful costumes and everything. It's done by um, what's her face? Um, costume wow. designer, Colleen Colleen Atwood, right? I got it. Jeez, uh, <laughs> what's yeah, her face? Colleen Atwood. What's I'm sorry. There's, we what's do we face? do this every week. There's so many Terrence names to keep track of. It I'm happens sorry. to me all the time. Yeah. I'm sorry, I can't think of like one of the, you know that one. one yeah, they're really famous right away. What's God. going on? <laughs> I got it, didn't I? It didn't take me that long. I didn't have to reach that far back in the annals of my film knowledge to pick this up. <laughs> Who uh, won an Oscar for your least? Favorite Disney live action movie? Yeah, for Alice, of course. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're yeah, you know, the costumes are yeah. She didn't fail, like she did the assignment. Yeah. Um, but what I was saying is yes, like that that stuff works because there's it feels like there's a life to it, even if it's right within this cynical Disney machine that's making a redundant and extra long remake of one of their classic movies. At least that stuff where I'm like, okay, cool. Like there's something here that you can kind of glom onto as far as a this is something we could actually add as opposed to making it feel like a random extension mm-hmm. or just more redundant. Mm-hmm. What else why about this movie? Well, why do you hate fun? We talk about. I have a question okay. for you guys. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Oh, just in terms of Flounder, does it feel like Flounder got less screen time than the animated movie? Yes. Yeah, because he's yes, nightmare because fuel. They knew that he looked. <laughs> he's, he's not crazy. <laughs> he's not that. Just bad. make him bigger. I'm glad he. I'm glad he was not. You know, poor, poor. Uh, who played him? Jacob America's Jacob greatest Tremblay. actor, Jacob Tremblay. Yeah, oh my God. That's poor right. Jacob yeah. Tremblay. Jacob Tremblay. I feel like there was one part where they were gonna go back in the water, but they were like, "Nah, Jacob Tremblay. No, we got. We can't." mess with flounder so we're just going to do everything over the water we're going to carry like crabs in the air and stuff just to avoid going back to flounder yeah i can see that happening actually i think that flounder just story-wise they spend a lot more time on the surface than they did in the animated movie therefore Uh he can't really um well i mean they they give aquafina as scuttle a whole sequence where she's underwater talking regularly to people so i think the founder just gets up on his don't make me say tilts and walks around for a while (laughs) (laughs) i mean i get you know i i i hope people don't think birds can Whatever, but people are singing on it. I hope kids everywhere drown their birds this week after thinking they can make that possible. (laughs) Crabs are singing underwater. This just took a dark turn. Uh... (laughs) Don't 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 do do this, kids. See, that's what I'm saying. People would have been chasing after crabs with the friggin' meat cleaver. You got little three year olds. Good thing that didn't happen. I mean, it would have been an interesting weekend. Yes, uh, there has been so much less seafood eaten since the Little Mermaid came out. <laughs> Red lobsters are out of business. They, they yeah. never take crabs now. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, uh, dark sequences and things like that, uh, did you guys feel the menace of of Ursula in this movie? I personally no. did not, and I actually really liked the I liked the the 
uh, hush whispered singing that she does, especially for the now your voice now sing. I'm sorry, uh, in the animated one versus in this one where it just seems like she's just she is having a good time. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is, but I felt like there wasn't as much menace in this in this live action, except for when she's giant. I I so do here's... think I do think it's the most successful CG design of the movie. Yes, of, of yeah, movie. that's true. Yeah, yeah, that is true. I I think what like they the... were. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, is it with the phosphorescent uh, tentacles? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, I, I, oh, Terrence, sorry, go, go Terrence. Uh, I think that I, I I like poor unfortunate souls. I like the staging of it. I, yeah. I I liked everything about that. I definitely, mm-hmm. in general, did I feel the menace? No, but it's like Melissa McCarthy just had a really really tough thing to overcome. Like one of the greatest. Disney voice performances of all time uh-huh. based on one of the most iconic drag queens mm-hmm. of all time. Mm-hmm. And here comes Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy is great, right? Oscar nominated right. actress, but it's just it's like twice, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, and, and deserving both times. Uh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It just, it just, I was like, I just wanted her to go in there and just have a ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that she did, right. but it just in terms of it being like really affecting or like super scary or, or like interesting. I don't say I don't. I'm not trying to say that she wasn't interesting, but just no, I know like, what you mean. You know, yeah, I hear you. It, it just wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, right. No, okay. I, 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 I was gonna say, uh, uh, I feel like uh, they kind of told her to do the Melissa McCarthy thing, so I feel like she played it as a more of like a comic she was she had a lot of little tongue and she kind of like nudge nudge wink wink kind of stuff rather Mm -hmm. than the 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 you know the larger than life kind of looming you know funny but still kind of intimidating uh ursula character they're just Mm -hmm. different they're just different characters but i don't know that melissa mccarthy would have been good in that I think this is what she does kind of best. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm happy it didn't lean too far into, like, Melissa McCarthy's typical comedic kind of thing. I think it, she did take the like, the character seriously enough, or, you know, whatever you want to say. You know, she played it the way needed for this movie, as opposed to playing a Melissa McCarthy character in this movie, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and that serves it well. I, I mean, like, compared to some of the other attempts to do villains... Why I don't know why like Chewatology for Scar is coming to mind because that's just like a that was a delicious villain in the the, the animated. animated movie and then this is like he didn't even sing like, <laughs> like <laughs> there's one thing you're gonna give me you gotta give me be prepared he didn't even do that um so like yeah she I she works well enough and again I do think the visualization of Ursula I think is really well done uh in a film where that could have been a you know a problem um. Which I think she forgets to some of these visual effects. We haven't really talked too much about the effects of this film, sure. given that it's every scene. Um, but uh, what did you guys feel beyond like darkness or what have you? What did you guys feel? And yes, we've talked about the idea of like Avatar, obviously, mm-hmm. certainly setting a bar when it comes to yeah. underwater cinematography. Um, right. But like on a general sense, did you guys have a thought on like at the mermaid designs or like how they I do? Made? Yeah, how so, did it? <laughs> I I think that I think that the mermaid design was fine, and like I've jokingly talked about Javier Bardem not being shirtless in the movie, but it really was quite funny that he was wearing a suit of armor the entire film. But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. Um, He's very I insecure. Think, 
<laughs> yes, because you know he just it was visualizing has, his insecurity. That's what has never been considered sexy and is not married to one of the you know most beautiful people on the planet. Right, no, <laughs> nothing like that has ever happened in his life. Um, I think <laughs> I think that Ariel's grotto. Um, uh-huh. was really well designed. If we're talking about underwater sequences, like Ursula's uh, place is really well designed. But I think a lot mm-hmm. of the musical numbers, I know we talked about Super Mario being thin mm-hmm. or how I mentioned that. Like Under the Sea felt thin to me. Mm. Same page. I like, can see there's... that. Like I had fun with the energy, but I can see that there's there could be more going on. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like... And for me, that felt like a byproduct of whatever they, effect they were doing visually. Like even the sea is immense, right? So it's not to mm-hmm. say that we you just need to cram a whole bunch more animals on the screen. But like if we're comparing it to something like Avatar, like nothing about the ocean felt empty. Yeah. It just felt like, they, you know... And so I, I, there were there was this like emptiness to the kingdom. There was an emptiness to some of the musical numbers underwater, mm-hmm. other than like part of your world because they just had were able to do that like shot for shot. Um, you know that I, I just the kingdom. It was, I agree it was with weird for sure. in that way. The kingdom I agree with for sure because it's like it just seems like it's Triton and his daughters there the whole time. Then by the yeah. end of the movie, it's like, wait, where are all these people come? Were they just in their shanties? What was going on? Like, they're all just all just... <laughs> they're asleep. <laughs> they're asleep. <laughs> were, were all the mermen at the gym? Apparently, I guess. Right? <laughs> yeah, clearly, yeah. Those guys were like fucking ripped. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, Terrence, I, I'm on the same page with you, just from the standpoint of the the. Kingdom seems so vast, and yet there's not a whole lot there except for these musical numbers. Yeah. Um, like even in the cartoon, like when he's having like the, the opening sequence with his daughter singing the the daughters mm-hmm. of uh, uh, Triton. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people there. There's just like a lot of people just like or like secret just like hang out in like this giant auditorium. Uh, and then yeah, it, it's like to answer your question, Aaron. I think the designs were pretty fine. Uh, I don't think that there was really anything that like was um, that I was thinking, what the fuck is that? But um, I also did think of uh, one of those uh, things you generally exclaim during movies. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, what? No, but I also did think of a friend of the show. um, I I forget his first name, but uh, James Wan. James Wan's Aquaman. And I was like, you know, he he was able to actually make. I know that that one's different just from the standpoint of giant creatures and shell, uh, you know, warriors under battle, what have you. But at least there was um, an interesting thing that they did with their, their swimming, which is you see the bubbles all around them as they're like they're speeding away through. And that's what they had the wavy hair. In Little Bird, they had the wavy hair as well. But I, the thing that I was kind of curious about was they use their hands a lot, which is not, it's a very human thing to do to like tread water with your hands. But these are like fish people, right? Do they need to like use their arms that much? That was like something that I was just wondering as I was watching this entire movie. That last part uh, where Javier has to say goodbye, uh, yeah. and he's treading water. I know. <laughs> yeah, that feels and like. Also, they, they're no, really close to the shoreline, so they're like, all just gonna beach themselves. His face looks like they told him to do that. Okay, right. uh, they were like, "Move your arms." Can you do the next one? You move your arms. Can you? <laughs> So no, I get it. No, I get it. 
I I totally saw the 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 Triton scene. It did it, it yeah. That maybe, that yeah. Maybe the kingdom was treadwater. Maybe the kingdom was so empty because they're all just really bored by Triton all the time. They're like, ah, oh, this guy again, another speech. <laughs> That's so depressing. There's talking birds underwater. The birds are talking underwater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's Javier go watch that instead of let's, let's go watch that instead of King Triton's latest depressing speech. Javier Bardem doesn't take off his shirt. How realistic is this movie, Aaron? Come on, you're exactly. talking about realism. I'm just talking about making an engaging <laughs> character. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like he wasn't supposed to be this. This the. the I mean, we're we're gonna get back into this, but whatever. I'm ready. Where I feel like he's not supposed to be like like stealing the show. He's he's trying. He doesn't he's, need to be stealing the show. He just doesn't need to be Academy Award winner Javier Bardem boring me. That's all I'm asking. Oh boy, boring. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a, remember sure, there's, I, I, if they if they, they announce that like that weird like let's make a spinoff of Aladdin with the one with Billy Magnuson's character for some fucking reason. I'm like whatever. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather that than spend more time with depressing King Triton if they made a spinoff of him. I yeah, mean, but, I feel you know, like the, he had white hair. It wasn't. <laughs> I feel like the point wasn't to go like, "Oh, King Triton needs his own spinoff." I, I feel like the point was King Triton's there. Do the booming voice, smash your 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 kid's room, and you're good. Smash you're good. Your it's, kid's a, it's, room. It's, it's 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 it's, it's like, a call it a like day. A Check out. I, I do feel like he could have. I, I do feel like a lot of these characters are restricted yeah. by some, like Melissa McCarthy is restricted to do certain things, and so is he. But I don't think they're doing, they're like phoning it in or doing like a bad job or anything. Like I would say it could have been like, a little more. There could have been a little more playful. I th- I um, agree. I I don't think I don't think Javier Bardem phones things in, but I do think if I'm watching this movie and I'm getting this reaction, clearly something's not something's amiss here. And yeah, that it could have been, be been a little more playful because I. Like even in the scenes where he's like talking with Sebastian, like much of the comedy from their interaction is David Diggs, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and not Javier Bardem. Even like when he asks, "Oh, like is my daughter in love?" You know, he smiles. Like, he's not a stone face. Yeah, but I think you know. a little, a little more animation from <laughs> Javier wouldn't have from hurt. Javier, yeah. Fair, oh fair. My goodness. You're just coming in so hard as if like you need to defend this performance. <laughs> I, that's that's, this, is, this, is what, this is what I'm talking about. You're you're making me defend <laughs> kind of like the 30th or 40th best performance of his, you know, filmography. <laughs> I mean, you know, and that's this is unfortunate. You, you Aaron, are, this is his close personal friend you're talking you about. Want, you Listen. walked into this being like everybody was great here. And I'm just saying, not everybody was great here. <laughs> I feel like there this is another trivia thing. Who defended uh Javier Bardem on the Little Mermaid podcast? And I feel like I'm going to be the answer. This is going to be Buzz Lightyear all over again. As far, as well, far you, as... you heard it. You heard it here first on this podcast. Aaron doesn't think that Javier Bardem should have that Oscar. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. I, I, do, I heard it. I do think um, of the adult actors around, I do think uh, Noma Dumanzweni and Art Malik as Sir Grimsby. I think the Queen of the Grimsby. Sure. I think they're pretty good here. I think that what yeah. they Love. give them to do. Yeah. Love her. I think she's yeah. She makes it for like the Queen's interactions with Ariel as well as Eric. I do think are like and with Grimsby for that matter. I do think like that stuff works in this movie. Yes, well done. Love her and everything that she's been in. She's excellent. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't make they didn't make them goofy, and I was okay with that. But they seem to be having fun in the movie they are a part of. Is my point. <laughs> they, 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 I see your point. 
<laughs> Maybe it's because they didn't have to like wear whatever the fuck green screen material on their feet <laughs> and, and like giant plastic armor on their chest for ninety minutes like a day. <laughs> that that might have been <laughs> Some of these carries characters have multitudes, and I'm I'm okay with that. Like this is this is a film. Multitude. Let's let's yeah. Let's... I like it. I like it. What anything else about what you have any more questions? <laughs> no, no other questions. I'm just again bummed that they ruined uh, Fathomless Below. I will. Okay, that's fair. I will say you know we haven't talked about this at all because it's like how necessary is it? But like you know the the question of diversity in the Little Mermaid beyond just sure. the fact that you've cast Ariel a certain way, I do like that the it's spread across like all of the daughters of Triton because that makes sense, right? I mean, they 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 occupy all the different areas of the ocean. Yeah. Let alone, it's a fantasy that none of this fucking matters anyway. But like, they, they <laughs> occupy, like if you're occupying basically <laughs> the world underwater, yes, different parts of the world are going to look different, right? That makes a correct. Lot of I think yeah. the film appropriately handles that in that regard. That's right. Yeah. And his home base is like in uh, you know the the Bahama Islands. I mean, it's yeah, where so they I have many castles. The only, the only yeah. thing, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of loved that it was like the young white prince was the adopted. Yes, I thoroughly love it. And even if that hadn't been the backstory, I was I was gonna just go with it. You know, I've seen Brandy Cin- right. Cinderella. Uh, exactly. They've got a so, Filipino son. Yeah. Yes. I thought, I yeah, I thought it, I thought it was funny. It's funny because just as you were mentioning that, I was like, not to, to speak about diversity. Let's talk about the white woman who played Vanessa. Um, I just wanted to give a shout out to that. Actress so you know, while she I was, was thinking about her because she was great. But yeah, I think I think they you know they did a good job. It's very clear. Yeah, where some of the influences have come from, obviously. Um, but I think they did a solid job with it and not have it be like you know, crazy, hey, look at what we're doing. Yeah. There's no there's no back yeah. padding necessary because it's just like, this is just the movie that we're in. There's no Bill Condon coming out being like, we have this really gay moment in Beauty and the, the Beast. The exclusively <laughs> gay moment? Oh my God. <laughs> it's really going to set your hair on fire what we're doing here. We have a character dance with another character. It's wild. And that wasn't even the gayest <laughs> moment in the movie. That was what made me so mad. Is it was when Audra McDonald as the wardrobe threw all of those women's clothes on that one guy and he like was like oh i look good that was the gayest moment in the movie yeah he kind of likes it yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) well that's Uh, beating the beast for you so Uh, what a dreadful movie well here i have a a question before we move on yes please what's next for these films so we still have what hunchback tarzan i guess and hercules right that's and those are all in various forms of development i believe hercules little sister Let's not think too hard about Hercules. It might make us mad. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you I know who's the, you know who the director producer duo of that is, right? I forget who. No, is. Guy Ritchie and the Russos. Oh. And, the, and the Russos. Yeah. Okay. For you Hercules? had me with the first half. Yes. And the second half, I'm just like, I don't know. Uh, but answer, to answer your question, Aaron, I, I think that oh, I think we're just going to get a lot of mediocrity. And that's they're they're clearly just going off of the scripts of and the 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 to use your word earlier the bones of the structure mm-hmm. that they have from these animated movies and they're just literally doing like a, either a beat for beat or adding like a, a few things here and there and that's all that they're doing to it and so 
I don't think that they're really going for anything that's going to be too uh, over the top or too crazy uh, because this is ultimately just a bunch of Disney family movies that are just going to make money at the box office. They're yeah. also working on Lilo and Stitch and yeah. Moana. What? Really? Lilo and Stitch well, I, heard the, I heard about the so, Moana one. Yeah, what I was going to say is that they're getting, you know, we're just, they're just getting to a point where there's like, you only got so many princesses left. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's like you got Tiana, you got Merida, you got Elsa and Anna, and they're not going to do a Frozen live action until they, you know, sucked all of the theater dollars out of that. <laughs> That's right. So out of the animation ones. Yeah, I just don't I, I just don't I just want better for these movies. Like the the amount of imagination and like thought and care that went into the animated films, I want to feel like yeah. that is going into the live action. Yeah, I completely agree. And I, I don't agree. feel like that should be asking too much. Like $250 million to make a, a movie. Lot. Like it it just this is why I just don't I just don't understand how Cinderella came out came out so well. It was cheaper I, yeah. for one thing. It was in the early <laughs> days too. But but, but I mean so. even if it wasn't in the early days, but how has it gotten worse though? I I, don't know. Well, I I I mean because they because they can rest on their laurels and look at all the money yeah, that we made really with Fat Beauty and the like, Beast yeah. and Lion King. Like what do we have? Right. What do we really and, have like, to Beauty, do here? Beauty and the Beast was that should have been the real day of reckoning with what, that studio. Yeah. What gets me is that it's not just that it costs this much, and yet this is the result for a movie that we like more or less think is fine compared to some of the others. But the fact that we can expect it to be this way going into it—that's what upsets yes. me. It's yeah, not like it's yeah. a surprise. Like oh, it's only it's mediocre. It's we're expecting mediocre and we got it and that's yeah. good for us at least because it's not worse than that like that shouldn't be yeah. the the bar shouldn't be hopefully it's a five out of ten like that's, that's ridiculous right <laughs> yeah that's a good point well here's uh here's looking forward to how they're gonna do lilo and stitch well the, i mean the one thing i mean Terrence, you know this i mean I want to know what Barry Jenkins' Lion King sequel is going to be. Like, that's the one I'm the most curious I... about. <laughs> is he making a Lion King sequel? Yes, it's dude. What are you talking about? It's, <laughs> a oh, it's a prequel. Prequel, whatever. Yeah. About Mufasa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Re- regardless, Barry yeah. Jenkins tapped on Lion King. It's been that I way just, since before I, the pandemic, I'm right? I'm scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for Barry because it's like, he's clearly going to do this. It's going to make a billion dollars and he'll yeah. be able to make whatever, whatever he wants he yeah. wants to do after another, that another I'm, amazon series that nobody will watch even though it's the best thing amazon's ever but it'd be an amazing series yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm you know i'm yeah maybe maybe not uh the underground railroad next time barry uh even though that series is very good i'm i'm yeah. scared just because it's like they've had talented directors in here before sure <laughs> and it still turns out like our and he's brought aaron pierre along who's one of my favorite young actors um yeah i we'll see i think that i think the i'm just intrigued by how they're gonna go about adapting some of this other stuff because i think mulan was like the first test case of like what if we adapt it but not as a musical um (laughs) very good that's what they're trying to hint at with hercules and i'm like i don't yeah good luck (laughs) Without the songs, man. I mean, yeah, good luck because I love the "I I Won't Say I'm Falling in Love" song. That's a great song. 
because uh, nothing says Hercules, nothing says making a Hercules like we like. Let's do it again, like we did a couple years ago with both The Rock and Kellen Lutz, and yep. make just a straight, a straight, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> make a straightforward action adventure Hercules movie, and hopefully get those results we're after. I guess Kellen right. Lutz Hercules. I think the first movie I ever gave a zero star to. <laughs> wow. Um, and The Rock. <laughs> version of maybe i gave it half a star but if you asked me to recall a single frame of those movies i couldn't do it the rocks version is not bad but it is very unmemorable <laughs> that's I, I agree with you that is very unmemorable movie well all right well we've talked about the little mermaid we've talked about javier bardem a lot for some reason now it's time to talk about <laughs> when people should go and see these movies <laughs> what marcus when should people go and see the little mermaid I think people should see them in 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 the theater. Uh, yeah, see with their family. Um, if this is your first kids' first viewing experience, they're gonna love it. Terrence, where can people where should people go and see Little Mermaid? Let me pull up the summer movie gamble list right <laughs> real quick, <laughs> <laughs> and I will uh, I will t- I will tell you <laughs> when you should go see it. Um, all right, here we go. You should go see it in the theaters right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow uh, that high on your list huh? got it so you have <laughs> yep. over in third yeah yeah go it. see it go see it go see it 10 times too <laughs> uh well i have the little mermaid later in my top 10 but uh on our old scale i said this would be an hbo like when it comes to hbo premium cable you can go check it out you gotta get you gotta you gotta sync these up with the streaming services that they'll actually go to. This is a Disney this is a Disney Plus. I understand. I said on our old scale. Well, it's been our old scale for a while. <laughs> it's a, it is a Disney Plus. That's what this is for me. I wait understand. For, wait I for understand. Netflix. <laughs> this is a Disney yeah. Plus movie viewing. That that's what you can do with this. Turn that brightness up on your TV when you can watch this on Disney Plus. Is what I say. There you go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We've talked a lot about all of this for a while. Now it's time to move on. Do wait, wait, what what time is it over here? I think it's time for a quick game here. <laughs> Little known fact, Aaron actually texted David Diggs and said, Hey, I've got a tune for Under the Sea, and Aaron sent that, and David Diggs did not reply. My uh on my phone, he's just Dave. <laughs> He's Dave. Okay. Yeah. That's what his Dave close, from the 510. That's what his close friends call him. Got it. I've got a game for you guys this week. It's called Music and Lyrics. Oh, good. This is a game, uh, of course, in which I will sing, talk a part of a song from a Disney movie. <laughs> and if you know no. the answer, the rest of the, the, the verse of the song, Buzz in with your name. Tell me the verse of that song. Oh boy, the verse. All right. The ver- oh, the verse. Yeah, you're not no, guessing. You just finish, you you're finishing. Verse. We're, we're naming that tune by singing. Yeah. This is name that tune. Okay. Man. All right, here we go. First one here. Be on your buzzers. For one so small, you seem so strong. My arms will hold you. Keep. Hint is from Tarzan. I, I knew the movie. I just don't know what the song. Is. Oh, For the one song. so small. You seem so strong. My arms will hold you. Keep. Aaron. Aaron. Swinging along? No. <laughs> That's a good guess, though. Terrence. Terrence. Keep holding on? No. That's not it either. Marcus. Keep m- moving on. 
No, you guys are all in the motions. It's actually, my arms will hold you, keep you safe and warm. Wow, that's... Oh, because you'll be in my heart. It's Phil Collins for you. If you'll be in my heart is the song. That's right, yeah. You would have gotten that point, but that's not the end of the flick. Okay, yeah, That that, that, that didn't rhyme. (laughs) That's not my fault. You chose. Blame blame Phil Collins. (laughs) You got to take it up with Phil. The next one here. I'll be bubbling. I'll be brewing. I'll get warm, piping hot. You're gonna finish the rest of the lyric. Heaven sakes, is that a spot? Clean it up. We uh, we've got some <laughs> company to impress. We've got a lot to do. Is it one lump or two? Be our guest. Yes. Yeah, be our guest. Yeah. <laughs> great. You got it wrong. Yeah, great. <laughs> wow. it's, is it one lump or two for you? Our guest. Good job, Terrence. Yes. You did it. Uh, the next one here. Come run the hidden pine trails of the forest. Come taste the sun sweet berries of the earth. Come rolling all the ridges all around you, and I know the song. I, I know the song. <laughs> I can't uh, say. Do it again. Come run the hidden pine trails of the forest. Come taste the sun sweet berries of the earth. Come roll in all the riches all around you, and mm-hmm. rolling all the riches around you. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marcus, you got the tune right. Yeah, I got the tune. I just don't. I know the like the last word. Come. So if nobody knows it, I got the last word. Hold, hold on. I, okay. <laughs> I, I know what the last word is as well. Oh, yeah. You guys both do. Okay. Aaron, it's all oh, up to you. Buddy. No, I, I'm, I'm really trying. Hold on. <laughs> what? Say the last part again. The last part. Come rolling all the riches all around, around you. you, and Aaron. Aaron. And for once, never, never, never wonder what they're worth. And for once, never wonder what they're worth. Yeah. So That's Aaron, what I said. That right. That's oh, what I said. okay. Yes. All right. Perfect. Then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that next one here. Abe, 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 you're not singing these, though. He said no, he's like, not. He's talk singing. He said that specifically. He said sing, talk uh, about it. It's because uh, Abe doesn't want to show off, not because he can't sing. I, exactly. I mean, uh, I just feel like belting these out like a fucking Grammy Award winning artist. <laughs> Uh, the next one here. <laughs> Seven foot frame, rats along his back. Oh. When he calls your name, it. Oh my God! How do I not know? How do I know this right away? <laughs> Seven foot frame, rats along his back. When he calls your name, it. Terrence. Terrence. It all fades to black. Yes. That's oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That sounds good. It Ooh. all fades to black. That's from Encanto. Yeah. You see don't talk your about dreams and feasts. The the song from Encanto they performed at the Oscars that wasn't nominated. Wasn't nominated. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Yeah. The one that was the most popular song. Yeah. That was yeah, that. That was that good it. Oscar year. <laughs> when not when nothing bad happened at the ceremony. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing bad happened. Yeah. The course of history was not changed that night. Uh, the next one here. There's far too much to take in here, more to find than can ever be found. But the sun rolling high through Terrence. Terrence. Oh shoot. Now say it again. Sorry. There's far too much to take in here, more to find than ever be found. But the sun rolling high through 
I want to say the Safari Sky, but I know that's wrong. I know that's wrong. <laughs> that's, that'd be incorrect. Marcus. Marcus. I think it's the Sapphire Sky. Oh, that is correct. God the Sapphire it. Sky from What's the Lion King. That's it. Oh, for me. Okay. God, the toxic fucking kills me with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, the next one here. We set the world in motion by reaching out for each other's hand. Maybe we'll discover what we should have known on along. Yeah. One way or another, togethers. You got to read that again. <laughs> we set the world in motion by reaching out for each other's hand. Maybe we'll discover what we should have known all along. Yeah. One way or another, togethers. You guys want a clue? Yes. It's from a goofy movie. Oh. Okay. We set yeah, the world the in third motion. Time. Yeah. We set the world in motion by reaching out for each other's hand. Maybe we'll discover what we should have known all along. Yeah. One way or another, togethers. Oh, hold on. I don't know. I'm trying to sing it. In I, my I, that's head exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> you said. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got the beat going. I mean, it's we know the song. <laughs> is eye to eye. Um, what's the last part of it again? <laughs> uh, maybe we'll discover what we should have known all along. Yeah, one way or another, together. A- Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Together's where we both oh, belong. Yeah. yeah! Perfect. It was the together, like together is as a word was throwing yeah. me off. That was all right. Yeah. Uh, that next one here. It's clear from your vacant expression, the lights are not all uh, the not the lights are not all on upstairs, but we're talking kings of succession, even. Terrence. Oh. Er- Terrence. Even you can't be caught unawares. Dun, That's dun, correct. Dun, 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 dun. So yeah. prepare for the... <laughs> the duel of a lifetime. <laughs> we prepare for sensational news. Huh? Yeah, huh? That's a great huh? sensational. He says, sensational. Uh, that next one here. Unbelievable sights. Indescribable feeling. Soaring, tumbling, freewheeling through... Oh, my God. Read it again, please. <laughs> Unbelievable sights, indescribable feeling, soaring, tumbling, freewheeling through. I hate I hate this so much. <laughs> I hate this game so much because I know I know the yeah. I know the song. This is the part of the song where I would just hum through until I <laughs> I can tell Aaron's thinking very hard about this. I'm lost on the song though. I can't think I'm I'm oh, okay. Don't don't give any don't give any hints to okay. this one. No, I don't I don't have any hints to get you. You you know everything already. We're not getting further with this. <laughs> Terrence, it's all Un- on you. Unbelievable sights, right? Indescribable yep. feelings. Yep. Mm-hmm. Soaring, tumbling, freewheeling. Oh, there we go. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Nobody? Hold on. Hold on. No, no, no. Now okay. that I know the song. <laughs> oh, you didn't know before. Okay. Yeah. Aaron, I'm gonna give you a five count here. Aaron, Aaron, through an endless diamond sky. That's correct. 
what's so annoying is I'm singing <laughs> Aladdin's ad libs in my head, but I cannot get the end of Jasmine's lyrics. yeah. yeah. It's okay. Uh, there's a couple more here. Oh my No gosh. one fights like Gaston, douses lights like Gaston. Oh, Jesus. In a wrestling match, nobody fights like Gaston. For there's no one as burly and brawny as you. This is from the rescuers down under. Uh, yes, that's correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bernard sings this song. to Miss Bianca. You Yeah. you did a good job picking <laughs> the very, like, again, the the some of worst them don't rhyme. parts of the song Yeah, to pick these the next are lyric because for they it. say this twice. There's like two, Yeah. like, okay, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. No one fights like Gaston, douses lights like Gaston. In a wrestling match, nobody fights like Gaston. For there's no one as burly and brawny as you. Oh, oh, I got a Marcus. Marcus. Uh, you, you see, I have biceps to spare. Yeah, Yes. yeah, Yeah. yeah. Yes, Okay. that's right. Yeah, because he's, yeah, you got, okay. That's right, yeah. Okay, next one here. The newt play the flute, the carp play the harp, Uh huh. Go the ahead, plays Aaron. play the bass, and they sound in sharp. The bass play, play the brass, <laughs> the chub play the tub, the... uh, the 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 fluke is the Duke of Soul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, you got <laughs> it. Don't mess with me on Under the Sea. <laughs> I knew I knew after 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 our previous discussion that he was going to get that. So. <sighs> <laughs> Aaron with that one you came in uh just beating Marcus four to three uh Oh boy. I I'm was sorry in be this. beating Terrence I'm sorry beating Terrence Oh. four to three Marcus you had two points not bad I feel That's like we all that's won. This like is an exercise that all of us had to do <laughs> get through this game. <laughs> and that's how you play music <laughs> and lyrics oh boy. Oh gosh. That was a game. <laughs> Good <laughs> job everybody. <laughs> Sweating. Uh <laughs> what is this? Good good game, Abe. Thank you for that. I was really surprised when Terrence was just like, I, I know all of Be Our Guest. <laughs> oh, that was that one and, and be prepared. You I know all of it, yes. yeah. yeah be prepared. <laughs> the fact that I literally the uh a whole new world though, that is gonna haunt me for at least a week. Endless Because I was diamond like sky. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. we got to move on. Let's get to some enough feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where I Feedback. go to the various questions and answers on our Facebook page, Facebook.com, so on our podcast, and to ask a number of questions to the listeners, and they gave us some answers. Uh, Yeah. let's do this. Terrence Marcus, feel free to throw in any answers you might have as we go through these. Indeed. First question here is who is the best movie? Who are the best movie of mermaids? Jason has the lore. Chris has Sabrina and Zalata in the lore. Uh, Europop, horror musical madness. Yeah, that's Todd what the Levin lore is. Yeah. It's just, Oh, uh, it's a wacky, it's a wild movie. <laughs> indeed. It sounds like one. Todd Levin has Madison from Splash. Uh, I believe her name is actually. Uh, Justin has Justin has also <laughs> Splash Irene has Ponyo he loves ham <laughs> I don't know if you knew that but uh, he loves ham no I didn't Ponyo loves ham <laughs> movie mermaids from you guys <laughs> Um. 
uh, Zoolander. <laughs> okay, he's, he's a merman. He's a merman. Other other notable ones. I'm trying to think. I can see. only think of two others. For going merman, from, uh, I'm going. Uh, yeah, I'm going King Triton. King Triton. There you go. That's fine. Original yeah. recipe oh, or extra, 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 <laughs> extra, extra drowsy. <laughs> extra drowsy. Uh, I don't even have to answer that. I'm not giving them. <laughs> um, there's the Merman in uh, Cabin in the Woods, uh, and then there's also oh, yes, uh, that's right. There's also the Mermaid in uh, the Lighthouse. Okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> What's the shape of water? I guess it's just like a creature, not really a mermaid. He's, he's like a sea creature. Yeah, yeah he's not, not really a mermaid. Isn't there like a well, Disney original the movie? Of, the shape of water is on IndieWire's list of best mermaid movies. So. Wow. Okay. So maybe maybe he is a merman. Isn't there like a, a like a Disney original movie that's like the thirteenth year? Okay, where like the kid turns like instead, yeah. of having, instead of having a bar mitzvah, he turns into a merman. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, uh, the Stephen Chow movie, The Mermaid. That movie rules. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> That's like a that's like one of those five hundred million dollar Chinese movies that like made a shit ton of money and no one like knows about it, but it's great. There you go. All right, Stephen Chow. I don't know about it. I gotta go it's, check that out. Yeah, he's. It, I he's, love Stephen Chow. He's not in it, but he directed it, and it's great. It's okay, a, it's like and it's about the it's about the environment and mermaids, obviously. Oh, great! Just a good zany comedy. <laughs> um. Okay. Next question: Who are or what are some notable villains who are sea creatures? Uh, Michael Lee, friend of the show, asked, does Davy Jones count? Of course he does. He's yes. Villainous sea creature. <laughs> um, Todd Lee, friend of the show, has the Kraken from Crash of the Titans. Uh, Chris mm. has the creature from The Host. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, Korean? Yeah, the Korean film, which rules. And uh, Mark Hoban, friend of the show, writes Bruce from Jaws. Yeah, the shark. Mm, yes. Little villains. Villains? Creatures, yeah. Yeah. King, King Triton. <laughs> Just mess up his daughter's room. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite part. Uh, depending uh, on the movie, uh, Godzilla. Um, yeah, or, okay. Or he can go with the uh, the sea monster he battles in one movie. There you go. Yeah. Ibarra. No, oh, good good callback there. I got it. It was villainous yeah. creatures under the sea? Under the sea, yes. Jaws. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. You and Mark yeah. on the same page. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question here: What are some great adaptations that are that chose to stay incredibly close to the source material? Irene writes "Stand by Me" and "Shawshank Redemption." They're pretty faithful to the Stephen King novels. Scott has "To Kill a Mockingbird," although they definitely softened the rape scene as they did in another film adaptation, "Streetcar Named Desire." But considering the times, it's not surprising. Chris has "Train Spotting" is very faithful, and so is "No Country for Old Men." And Philip has "The Remains of the Day." All right. Philip chiming yeah. up a non-anime answer. That's pretty clever of him. <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. I I love streetcar. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Faithful? Well, he didn't no, he didn't say it was he was saying to kill a mock. He was just saying time. he was saying streetcar, the the rape aspect of it sop it's similarly softened like to kill a mockingbird. He wasn't saying right. he wasn't he wasn't naming streetcar as has his example of a faithful adaptation. Okay. Yeah. He was naming, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Faithful adaptations. Um, uh, Cloud of Jets and Meatballs, you know, it's just, it rains food. <laughs> 16 pages. That's, that's, that was, I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I don't know, man. This is fun. This is an interesting question. I mean, um, Snyder's stuff with 300 and Watchmen are very faithful. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Watchmen. Okay, definitely, yeah, uh, Watchmen. Yeah. yeah. 300's like, let's add another 40 minutes of other stuff. But it, right. I, the, the, but when it's doing the, everything that's in that book is in the is in that movie. <laughs> you know, talk about. Yeah, you talk about like Watchmen. Like, that's a great example of like, hey, let me take something that has bare bone structure. And it, I'm going to do everything beat for beat, but also it's it's entertaining in itself, right? Yeah, I have quibbles here and there, but I do think it's right. strong overall. Yeah. Lord of the Rings. There you go. People have been clamoring about that. Once again, Facebook <laughs> question mark? Yeah, question mark. Yeah, they took out Tom Bombadil and a lot of other weed smoking. It's conveniently faithful to people who don't like Rings of Power. <laughs> but that's a, wasn't a, a discussion there's a lot wasn't of the fast and the furious uh it was based on a tolstoy novel yeah so i mean yeah. it's pretty <laughs> yeah it's russian pretty literature close. yeah it's exactly. pretty close yeah pre-soviet yeah. union yeah exactly camu novel yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's one of camu's uh, lesser known novels uh, um Age of Ultron. Was... Yeah, the, it's, it's the, the, the strange, the stranger Tokyo drifts the night away. Uh, well, all right. The next question we have: What are some notable films featuring huge storms at sea? Chris writes the perfect storm. Stefan writes yes. virus. No one's watched virus. Don't lie. Um, I don't know. Justin writes the Poseidon adventure. Yeah, it turns that whole boat upside down. Uh, that's a big storm. A rogue wave. Uh, <laughs> Philip has the life of Pi. Oh, okay. Films featuring huge storms. Pirates mm. of the Caribbean at World's End. There's a wow. maelstrom. There's two pirate storm. ships in the center of the maelstrom, and they're fighting. Whew. And people are like, "This movie's bad." And I'm like, "Give us more of this, please." You want to see Little Mermaid? <laughs> or you want to see two ships <laughs> in the center of a maelstrom? It's amazing. Ah, oh, they used to give directors money to do crazy shit. And now we're like, "Oh no, Little Mermaid." <laughs> Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I, did you did you not i mean i know it was very dark but did you not see the two ships at the center of the maelstrom in the little mermaid i i i i, I gave a cute smile thinking that's nice that rob marshall thinks he can pull this off <laughs> <laughs> and he's done a pirates movie and it's terrible so this is a step up from that one it's <laughs> actually a good point yeah he did do a pirates movie <laughs> you would he did a Pirates movie with mermaids, so he made a better mermaid movie, at least. You That's would think Rob Marshall came over to Aaron's house and jumped on his couch. See? Thank you. <laughs> no, because Javier Bardem beat, beat, beat him to it. Javier <laughs> Bardem went in the refrigerator. <laughs> he went to the refrigerator, <laughs> cried for a while, said really sad stuff, and walked out. Uh, uh, all right, well, uh, Marcus, if you, you guys even, have Did some... you even see Lyle Lyle Crocodile? <laughs> <laughs> that's a performance that's fair, sir. Fair, it's streaming fair, right now fair it's on, enough it's on netflix yeah. i recommend fair watching enough. that just watch the hover like, bardem parts that's the best part of the movie in the beginning if you're into it at the beginning and he's like, like at the end yeah yeah but i mean you get a lot of them right away so you're like you already know what you're in <laughs> right. for I mean... exactly everything else is actually pretty boring yeah it's a uh, the next thing. question here <laughs> uh we hear a lot about <laughs> disney princesses do you have a favorite disney prince justin Weatherby has not technically a prince, but Flynn Rider and Kristoff. Uh, Philip has 1973's Robin Hood. And Belinda Campbell has no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Any answer. Disney princes. Um, 
Disney princes. Uh, uh, famous Disney princes. I would. I would. By the way, I would count Kristoff and uh, and Flynn. Flynn? Are they princes? Yeah. I don't remember. Do they not get married? They get married to princesses. Okay, so they become princes. Yeah, they become princes. Okay. Let's see, other princes, <laughs> other Disney princes. What are other Disney movies? Um, what do we got here? I mean, Aladdin. I think he's probably the 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 best a, one, right? He's a street rat orphan. He's not even married at the end. What are you talking about? He they get married. Do, do you want me to go to Disney right he now walk, yeah. and look up who the Disney princess? They are? don't get married though at the end. They're just, they're just <laughs> and, together. Oh, they no, like, oh, oh, so they never they never got married. You got no. You got to wait till King of Thieves when they finally get married. Oh wow! Okay, so, so he eventually became a me. prince. In a Disney movie. Don't get so like get, raise your tone of voice at me as if I'm just find some rule here. I just want to I just wanted the facts to be stated. Being all Marcus Javier Bardem up in here because I thought I wasn't counting the third Aladdin movie. With with uh that that movie is great. Disagreed on, but the tone in your voice just then when you're talking, <laughs> correcting me on Aladdin. You were trying to you were trying to shade you were trying to shade the best Disney prince. I'm you, sorry. You're acting like I'm trying to get into some Prometheus argument with you all of a sudden. Well, you you haven't kidnapped me in a car, so you uh it will it will never get to that level like it did with that person you're talking about. Anybody else have a Disney prince? Uh no. I mean, the beast is the beast. He's a king, though, right? Is that this? He's a prince. He's a prince. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they say that he's a prince in in the colored, uh, the colored stained window part. Okay, so then uh, the beast, but only Dan Stevens' version, only when he's in human form. I sure. (laughs) So you're saying Dan Stevens? So the worst possible version of the. Stupid. All right. Yeah. Last question. What are some great films that take place under the sea? Under the sea. Uh, Justin has The Abyss. Kevin writes That's 20,000 right. Leagues Under the Sea. Okay. Kevin also has Das Boot. Chris <laughs> has The Big Blue, Leviathan, and The Abyss. And Philip writes Ooh. in all caps, The Hunt for Red October and Crimson Tide. <laughs> wow. He wrote it in oh. all caps. Oh. I mean, right now I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw Avatar away of water out there because I mean Piacon was under the sea and Piacon's one of the greatest movie characters of the last. That guy's years. been fucking shit up recently in real yeah. life too. It's yeah, great. so like automatically he gets on the list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are there not uh, more Piacon say... T-shirts? By the way, I would wear every single one of them. Just say. I'm gonna get you one. I'm gonna hand paint it myself. Uh, nice. Underwater. Underwater mm-hmm. movies. Underwater. Oh, the movie underwater. Oh, the Chris movie underwater. Oh, I thought you were clarifying the question. Who's on no. first? All right. <laughs> Which under underwater is the Mad Max Fury Road of underwater horror films? Okay. Whoa. It go, It does go pretty hard. That's fair. It, it goes it, hard. Like, yeah. That movie. That it's movie. Relentless. Just like George Romero was like, I'm just gonna. T- uh, not George. George Miller. Geez. George Miller. Sorry. Just like George <laughs> Miller was like, I'm gonna take you on this journey, and you're either gonna come on it with me or you're not. Underwater is like. The disaster is going to start minute five. Mm-hmm. You know, I like a movie that up. knows where it's going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to add in Finding Nemo. Nice. Don't okay. touch the butt. Words you can live by. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, you got, you got one. What King Triton movie? Um, <laughs> is Javier uh, Bardem gone underwater? Little Mer- huh? Has Javier Bardem gone underwater that? in any other movie? Um, 
I don't I know. It's... You're the Javier Bardem. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You're the expert. You You're tell me. Expert. Well, there's no, there was no country for old, uh, old manatees. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, okay. All right. Of course. Probably Lyle, Good Lyle, say. crocodile. There's got to be water in that, right? There actually is, but that's because there the house bathtub, is coming apart. I think. There we yeah. go. Yeah. That's my pick. Okay. All right. Fair. <laughs> Accepted. Crawl. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah crawl yeah. is good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, football down with the crawl sequence. sequel. Still crawling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. All right. I think that well, signals the it. end. I think that signals the end of out now feedback. Uh, feedback, feedback, feedback. And that brings us to the end of this feedback. week's episode of Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find me everything I do at my personal blog, thecodeseek.com, where I everything ends up there there on my personal blog. And um, I write movie reviews for Leave Entertainment and Blu-ray reviews for uh Why So Blue. Uh, I'm also part of the Summer of 93 at 30, a special podcast series for the Brandon Peters Show, where Brandon Peters and Scott Mendelson and I talk about the summer movie releases of 1993. And that's a lot of fun. Uh, so catch that over wherever you can find podcasts as well. And cool. on Twitter, Aaron's PS4. Abe? You can, you can find more fun stuff over on my Instagram, Abe.Mua, and Twitter.com slash Ballersmith. Hashtag, I'm a crab on a mission. <laughs> uh, uh, Terrence Timon Johnson, of course. Where can people find more of your you online? Terrence Um, You can find me at lenoirauteur.net, L-E-N-O-I-R-A-U-T-E-U-R.net. Um, and on Twitter at Terrence B. Johnson. Hey. Terrence always be doing something. <laughs> um, Marcus Mufasa Robinson, where can people find more of you? Uh, moviesmarcus.com and uh, Javier Bardem's number one fan at uh, on Twitter and yeah <laughs> Movies Marcus one on Instagram alright you can find all the other episodes of Air- Out Now with Aaron and Abe on iTunes, Audioboom, Spotify and Stitcher SoundCloud, Podomatic and HHWLOG feel free to email us at outnowpodcast.gmail.com find us on Facebook, facebook.com podcast or Twitter, twitter.com underscore podcast and our Instagram page, Instagram.com out no underscore podcast. We'll do a special Javier Bardem week, just pictures of him from movies and label them as much as we want. Um, <laughs> Marcus, Terrence, thank you both for joining us this week. Thank, thank you. you both. Thank you for having thank me. You, thank you. For sure. Happy to talk about one of the blackest movies of the summer. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of, next week's show, we're talking Spider-Man colon across the Spider-Verse. So stay tuned. Hey. For that. Should be oh, yeah. uh, should be plenty, a lot more colors in this movie. That's that's for sure. Hopefully nobody's moody yeah. in that movie. Oscar Isaac is pretty moody. Dower <laughs> or dower or. <laughs> but that is going to do it for this week's episode. So until next time, so long and goodbye. Down here all the fish is happy as off through the waves they roll. The fish on the land ain't happy. They sad cause they in the bowl. But fish in the bowl is lucky, they in for a worse fate. One day when the boss get hungry, guess who gon' be on the plate? Oh no! Under the sea, under the sea, nobody beat us, fry us and eat us in fricassee. <laughs> we want the land folks love to cook, under the sea we off the hook. We got no troubles, life is the bubbles under the sea. Yes, child, it's like the sweet here. We go to beat here naturally. Naturally. In the sturgeon and the ray, they get the urge and start to play. We got the spirit, you got to hear it under the sea.